There are many men, but not all men are usable. There are many young people all over the places, but not all of those young people are usable. And the burden of our hearts this weekend is that God will find young men and young women like you and I who are usable in his hand. So, as we sing this song, I'd like you to sing it with a singular prayer in your heart that you will be among those few usable young people in our generation. I want you to sing passionately that you also will become one of the vessels that God will use in our time. Yesterday we did say that if God does not use you, something else will use you. And actually, something less. If you don't yield yourself to be used by God, you will yield yourself to be used by the devil who did not create you. So, uh, God looks for men. It goes like this. <clears throat> A time like this, God looks for men, worthy vessel, that he will use to accomplish his great purpose and make his kingdom widely known. Lord, here am I, myself I give, my talent time, silver and gold. Father, use me to build your church, to show your praise among all men. It's a simple song, right? Huh? Okay. Um, we will um, we will take it with uh, the 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 tune is familiar. If you know, um, I'm pressing on the upward way, right? Okay. So we're going to take it, um, and we as we take it, we're already praying. Can we be on our feet together? At time like this, God looks for men, worthy vessel, which means that not all vessels are worthy. Not all vessels are worthy. God looks for worthy vessels that He will use to accomplish His great purpose and make His kingdom widely known. One, two, three, go. At time like this, God looks for men, worthy vessels, that He will use to accomplish His great purpose and make His kingdom widely known. Lord, here am I, myself I give, my talent, time, silver and gold. Father, use me 
to build your church, to show your praise among all men. At a time like this, Lord, help me hear your thundering voice and do obey where some have faith. Others have gone. Lord, help me stand. What Father cause? Lord, here am I. Myself I give. My talent time. Silver and gold. Father, use me. To build your church. To show your praise among all men. A time like this, Lord, help me hear when champions rise and fall in fear. Satan fight his final battles. Making the race so tough to run. Lord, here am I, myself I give. My talent time, silver and gold. Father, use me to build your church. To show your praise among all men. A time like this, Lord, fix my eyes on thee alone. Lest I should fall, living for thee, Father of love. Until I end my journey Lord, here am I Myself I give My talent time Silver and gold Father, use me To build your church to show your praise among all men. Lord, here am I, myself I give, my talent time, silver and gold. Father, use me to build your church. To show your praise among all men. Father, this is our prayer that you will use us to build your church among young people, to build your church in our generation. Lord, we are asking that you will take us together with the talents, the gifts, and all the resources of heaven you have put in our lives. 
Use them, O Lord, to build your church, to advance your kingdom. Even now, while we are young. Please, do not let any of us slip away from your hand. Keep us within your grip. Let your hand be very strong over our lives. Even when we may not understand some of the things your hand may be designing in us, help us yet to remain still in your hand, that we will turn out to be usable vessels, worthy vessels, that our generation will look unto. Thank you. As we progress, we trust that as a father, you will open up your heart unto us. Give each one of us understanding hearts. Give us ears that hears. And keep, let your, what you will be sowing into our hearts be retained in our spirits in the name of Jesus. We resist the evil one who will seek to bring several distractions to make our hearts porous. We resist him in the name of Jesus. We ask that he, his, his, his scheming around us will not succeed in any way in the name of Jesus Christ. Thank you for hearing us. For in Jesus' name we have prayed. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you. God bless you. We, we thank God for how far He accept us from Monday to this day. And um, we trust that He will yet help us even as we move on uh, this evening. Yesterday, we began by looking at our team text. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1, 2, and a little uh, down. Uh, I'd like us to return there again this evening. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1. Has somebody, can somebody read verse 1 and 2 for us? Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 1 and 2. Yes. Do not let the excitement of your youth make you to forget God. Honor him in your youth before you grow old. Are we there? Honor him in your youth before you grow old. Do not let the excitement of your youth, do not let the excitement of fashion, do not let the excitement of life, do not let the excitement of your youth make you to forget God. And we did say yesterday that excitement, youths, have the tendency to forget God. In fact, to knock God out of, their, out of their plan. Because of the excitement of things around us. And the things that are around us, they are all flashing, flashy things, seeking to catch our attention. I tell you, all that Satan is trying to, to, to push around us, Painting them, making them very flashy. He has one goal. What is that goal? 
to make sure you forget God. And as long as you forget God, Satan is okay. Are we there? And God is reminding us that yes, being young is a wonderful thing. Being young, we can actually be young once. All of us that are here now, we can be young once. Once you misuse your own youthfulness, you cannot recover it back again. Why it is very important, the youthful stage is very important for young people, is one, the time of youth is the time that permanence, foundations are laid. Are we there? If you lay a wrong foundation at your youthful age, you are going to live on that foundation for the rest of your life, even if you repent. Are you understanding now? So the, the time of youth is a time that proper foundations need to be laid so that the rest of your life you will be building on it. Go and meet old, old people or some people who have wasted their youthful years. Look at the regrets they have now. They lament that they, have, they wasted their youthful years. Are you getting it? They lament that they forgot to remember their creator when they were young. So, this stage we are very crucial, very important, and we must not lose sight of it. Secondly, the time of the youth is a phase where things that break forth in your life, are, I mean, uh, uh, things are taking, they become permanent. Do you understand that now? Uh, uh, you know, you know, if, as we are growing now, do you know that some basic things that God fixed in your life now, this is the time they become permanent. Are you getting it now? This is the time they become permanent. So, if, you know, even in growing teeth, uh, eh, I hope we have what we call temporary teeth and permanent teeth, isn't it? Now, the temporary teeth, uh, uh, they just last for a few months, and they, then they begin to fall off one by one, isn't it? Okay. When the permanent teeth begins to come, are you there? Are they coming to stay for a few weeks, for a few months? Are they coming to stay for a few days? For how long, please? As long as you live. Supposing a young girl or a young man, the excitement of youth carries you, and then you went and drank. And in your staggering, huh? then you, fought, you fell and broke all your permanent teeth. <laughs> what is going to happen to you for the rest of your life? Eh? You are going to remain toothless. Even if they succeed in fixing artificial teeth, is it going to be the same thing? When you want to crack bone, you remember that you have something artificial. So you, you turn your mouth to one corner and maybe remove it, remove it. Are you getting it now? So, a careless and reckless youth who damages her, her teeth will have to live with that for eternity, forever, as long as he lives. Even if you repent, are you getting it now? Even if you repent, yes, God will accept your repentance, you will go to heaven, 
But as long as you live here, your serving God will have problems. You know why it will have problems? Because you have damaged your teeth. Each time it is time to sing, do you know that do you know that you have problems? Because your teeth will no longer the gap are no longer there. So air will be jumping out quickly. So what you are supposed to be pronouncing R will be pronouncing Lee. You have repented, the Holy Ghost has filled you. But the impact of that carelessness will have to remain with you. So the time of the youth is the time that even if you if you make mistake and affect your life wrongly, you are you are going to carry the scar for the rest of your life. So it's very important for us to understand this so that this phase of our lives we handled it with what? With great carefulness. The third reason is because your future is embedded in your now. Your future is embedded in your time of youth. Do we understand that now? If, if you know, and that is why the devil is very aggressive about the young people. Even we, don't we even have a, something that catch them young? Eh? Catch them young, isn't it? It's not only, it's not only children evangelism ministry that had that phrase. Oh. Even the devil had that phrase. He wants to catch people young. Because when he succeeds in catching people young, are you understanding now? He has caught them. By the time he has succeeded in squeezing the important things out of their, their life, they become for the rest of their life very useless people. Do you get it now? Okay, you may not. Let me give you an example now. If you, have you seen young people who are given to drugs on the street? Have you seen them? Eh? What happened to them? Satan, has, Satan caught them young, isn't it? And when he caught them young, he succeeded in planting poison in them. And he damaged their future. So even when they become 50 years, by the time they are growing gray hair, and their eyes are dimming, what is happening to them? They are still working in the effect, the permanence of the evil that drug created in their lives. No matter how you try to correct them, even no matter how they repent and accept Jesus, can they undo the things of the past? No. And if you catch a youth, if Jesus succeeds in capturing a youth, oh yes, himself has got somebody. So all of us that are here, we have great future. But this great future is for now buried in our present youthfulness. So it's very important for us to do what? To remember our God now while we are young. Okay, yesterday we looked at, we, we looked at remember to honor God in your body or with your body. And we saw that a body has God prepared for us. And when we went on, we looked at that from various Bible versions. Just to expand that topic. What does it mean for me to remember our God? To honor the Lord. We went on. We will, we will, um, when we went on, we drew the curtain that we, we, on the fact that we are not supposed to do indecent things with our bodies. We are to use our bodies for the Lord who is in charge of our bodies. Is that okay? Alright. Now today, we will be dealing with 
the issue of serve the Lord with your singlehood. Serve the Lord with your singlehood. Is it correct? Is it correct English? Eh? Singlehood. Is it correct? Is there anything like that? Eh? Uh-uh. You are looking at me now. Am I correct? It's correct. Okay. You know it is English. Now learn with the learn. Uh-huh. <laughs> it's not our native language. So one is bound to make mistake. Okay. But serve the Lord with your singlehood. Or serving God as single young people. Whichever one makes sense to you. Please adopt. Serve the Lord. Serving God. As single young people. Serving God. As single young people. Praise God. Let us look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. 1 Corinthians chapter 7. Uh, we will be looking at verse 34 to verse 30. Verse 32 to 34. Huh? Remember the theme is, re, uh, is remember now your creator. And part of remembering now your creator is serving God. Serving your creator as a single young man, as a single young woman. Serving your creator as single young people. Okay. And we look at 1 Corinthians chapter 7. I like to start from verse 32. Even though the matter began from verse 25, when Paul was talking concerning the unmarried. But... For time's sake, because we have quite a number of things to dig out together, I'd like to leave those, those verses and we take off from verse 32. He said, I would like you to be free from concern. An unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs, how he can please the Lord. Are we, are we unmarried people? Where are the unmarried men in this in the house? Aha. You want to serve the Lord? You want to serve the Lord? The verse is cutting out something for you. It says, as an unmarried man, an unmarried man is concerned about the lost affair. So what's your concern, brother? The lost affair. Are you getting it now? The lost affair. What should preoccupy your mind all the time is about the loss of fear. I want to, I want to understand what is the loss of fear for me and, and you know, you know uh, plunge myself into it. Are we on course? Okay, let's move on. Verse 33, but a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world. How he can please his wife. <laughs> do, you, do you see that now? How he can please his wife. Do you know that the Bible just stopped there? Eh? 
for those of us who are married, we are encumbered with the, with the, with the worldly affair. What is that affair? How we can please our wives. Are you getting it? And that understood that for me as a married person, if I please my wife, and that is to say, if I live as a husband, the way God spells it out in the Bible, I will be pleasing my wife, right? Ultimately, I will be pleasing who? I will be pleasing God. Are you getting it now? So the job is even more tedious for the marriage. You think it's a small thing for a man to please his wife? Go and get married and see what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not a small job, oh. To please your wife. It's not a small job. <laughs> and <laughs> be that as it may, when a man is pleasing his wife, as the Bible puts it, God, even God will be nodding his head for him. Go on, brother. You have my approval. Well done. Well done. Yes, well done. Are you getting it now? So the, the married person is occupied with the affairs of this world. Do you know why it is the affairs of this world? Because his wife is with him here. Are we there now? Okay. But since we are not talking to married people, let's make progress, right? Verse 34. And his interests are divided. An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the law's affairs. What is the law's affair? Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. Do you, do you follow? So is it connecting you back to issues God raised with us yesterday? They need to do what? To honor God in or with your body. It's coming back to it. That the affairs, are there single unmarried sisters in the house? Can I see your hands up? Aha. What is your concern? Eh? To do what? To serve the Lord. How do you do that? Eh? How you will please the Lord in body and in spirit. You notice that he didn't say how you please the Lord in spirit. Do you notice that? He didn't jump the body. He didn't jump the body. So don't be over spiritual and say, I want to please God in the spirit. Yeah, in the spirit. But you neglect how your body is operating. The concern of singles, single young sisters, is how they will please the Lord. Her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. You see, you see me, when I'm reading the Bible, I'm taking note of the word that the Bible uses. What is the word devoted? What does it mean to be devoted? Eh? To be what? To be set apart. Are you getting it now? If we say we devote, we devote this microphone to choir, you know what we are saying? We have given it to the choir. They are the only ones that have the right to use it. 
Abi. So, anytime this microphone misses its way to the children's church, what do we what do we do? Return it back. It's for the choir. Is that not so? So it's not meant to be used in the children's church because it is devoted to the choir. What when he say her aim is how she will be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit, it means she is set apart only for the Lord. Both in her body and in her spirit. Are we there now? Alright. And he is talking to who? To who? Young women. Not just young women. Single women. Unmarried women. Are we, are we together now? Okay, so all of us that are here now, as unmarried people, what is our concern? Brothers or sisters, what is our concern? The Lord's affair. To be devoted to the Lord. Are you getting it now? So, so even, even if you forget any other thing in this week, please don't forget this matter. That as a young sister, as an unmarried brother, I have only one concern, and my concern is my body and my spirit are set apart for the Lord. It's not for any other thing. So others can afford to be doing other things. But me, my body is set apart, devoted to the Lord and to His service. Praise God. But let's, let's go on a little further. There is something I want you to take note of here. Now, if you look at verse 32, it talks about unmarried man, right? Then it comes to verse, verse 34. It refers to an unmarried woman or virgin. Do you have that in your Bible? Eh? Do you have that in your Bible? So, it, it, it is... It is Evident from scripture, from those scriptures that to be unmarried, to be single, in God's own definition is to be what? Is to be a virgin. Do we, see, do we follow that now? Are we understanding this now? So when we say we are single, unmarried sisters, unmarried brothers, as far as heaven is concerned, what is he looking for? Virgins, men and women who are set apart only for the Lord, both in body and in spirit. Is that, are we following gradually now? So, as we look at this, I want, to, I want us to be checking our lives vis-a-vis -vis the common practice all over the places today. Are, you, are, we, are we following? Because if we don't understand the mind of God, we will think that all that is happening everywhere is normal. It's not normal. Are we there? What other young people are doing everywhere, you will think that it is a normal thing. So everybody is doing it. You too got to join them to do. No. There is a way heaven defines these things. Are we together? Okay. So a single young people, we need to understand that the Bible's definition of single or married is simply 
To be a virgin. To be unmarried means what? To be virgin. If you think that is, not, that is the only scripture, let's look at other scriptures to support what we are saying. Now, open to Ma, uh, Acts chapter 21. Acts chapter 21. Verse 9. Acts chapter 21, verse 9. Somebody will read it for, from King James and then another person from NIV. Yes. Is anybody reading it for us? Yes. Which did what? And the same man, right? Okay. Had what? Had four daughters, virgins, which did prophesy. Talking about who now? Philip the Evangelist in Caesarea. Are you there? Philip the Evangelist had four daughters. And these four daughters were what? They were virgins, right? That's King James. And these four virgins. They prophesied. There's no time for us to look into that. How Evangelist Stephen was able to produce four young daughters and the grace of prophecy rested upon all of them. In fact, I always clap hands for him. Oh. Are you understanding? You remember that Philip who started out as an Oshaba? You remember? Okay, let's leave, let's leave that. Now, King uh, NIV. I, Aha. Uh -huh. uh -uh. So you see that now? King James used the word for virgins, right? NIV used the word word unmarried. So what are we understanding from that? To be unmarried means to be what? To be a virgin. And devoted. Both in body and in spirit. Are we together? Are they, were they young people like us? Were they young people like us? Very young people like us. Are we getting it now? So, young people, remember now your creator means that your singlehood, for you to be single, actually, when heaven looks down into your life, there is something they are looking for. What is that now? Is she is a single sister? Oh, sorry, she is virgin or he is a virgin brother. Are we together now? Heaven does not have any other vocabulary for this. When they say this person is single, this person is unmarried, there is, there is no other vocabulary reserved in heaven other than he is a virgin, she is a virgin. Are we together now? Okay, let's, let's look at another scripture so that we will from the mouth of two or three witnesses, a matter is confirmed. Okay. Can somebody look at Luke chapter 1 verse 34? Luke 1 34. Yes. Uh -huh. Since I am a virgin. Does anybody have message or any, or any a New Living Translation? Where is that sister who used New Living Translation? You were the one, right? Message, okay. Okay, go ahead, brother. Yes? 
Yes? I am a virgin. Okay. Any message? Does anybody have a message here? Okay, no message. All right. Eh? Okay. Yes? Aha! But how? We remember, the, we remember what was going on. And Gabriel had come to announce to her that you have found favor before God and you are going to give birth to a son and you, name him, and you give him the name Jesus because he will save his people from their sin and all of that. And Mary said, Ah, ah, Mr. Michael, <laughs> how will this be? Since I am what? Since I have never slept with a man. What is the definition of single and virgin? A woman that have not slept with a man. And a man that have not slept with a woman. Are we together now? Are we together? So when we, when we are talking about serving God in your singlehood, or serving God as single young people. It's very clear that we must be men and women who are devoted to the Lord in body and in spirit, who do not go about sleeping with men. Are we together now? Who do not go about sleeping with men. Is that, is that okay? So we saw Philip's four daughters. They were now parambulating everywhere, sleeping with men. Otherwise, they couldn't have been prophesying. The spirit of prophecy will not rest on such people. Maybe why we don't have many, <laughs> many sons and daughters prophesying in our days. Maybe we need to investigate a little further. Eh? Praise God. Serving God as single young people. As unmarried young people, we need to understand the Bible's definition of what it is to be single and to be married. It is simply to be what? To be virgin. It simply is to be a single person that is not going about sleeping with men. All right. As young people, one of the ways we can serve God in this adulterous generation is by honoring Him with our bodies. That is by preserving your virginity. As far as God is concerned to be single or married is to be what? Is to be a virgin. It is, it is an abnormal thing. And I wish we have all the time to look into the details both from the old and the new. It is an abnormal thing to be a single and you are going about sleeping with men. There is no such thing in heaven. We need to look at this very carefully because in our generation, the generation we are serving is a generation that the sex appeal is very heavy in everything, even in buying toothpaste. Do you notice that? Do you notice that? Even toothpaste. Don't you see the advert on toothpaste? What is, what is it showing you? Eh? It's a sex appeal. Man and woman. His teeth are shining like gold. And what are they doing? Are you getting it now? If you look at... Is it sweet now? They, this sweet, they used to advertise in, uh, in TV. Eh? 
uh, I think on campus, right? Where that, that guy went and sat on campus. Is this street or Twingon or something like this? Eh? Uh-huh, Twingon, right? Uh-uh. What is the, what is the appeal on that, on that thing? It's all about what? All about sex. And the pressure on all young people is how you will keep yourself from sleeping with men here and there, here and there, here and there. When we sang, God is looking for men, He's actually still looking for men, oh, we will see. Praise God. So, as single young people, God is passionately calling our attention to this matter that our generation is trifling with. Praise God. Since this is the matter, it is, it is very necessary for us now to look a little further into this subject called virginity or virgins. Is that okay? We want to go back into the Bible to see how they were able to live their lives. Even when there were no preachers all over the places. Even when there were no tele-evangelists. Even when there were no, no messages on CDs and tapes. How were they able to keep their lives and they serve God? And then we look at it and compare it with our own generation. What, is, what has bedeviled us in our generation? And as we look at it, as a single young man, as a single young woman, growing and coming with great future ahead of you, you need to understand the mind of God so that you align yourself with it and grow to become what God wants you to become. All right. So in looking at this matter a little further, I'd like us to be awake now. All of us be awake. If you are sleeping now, tell yourself, sleep, go away. Is anybody putting down here? Yes. Tell yourself now, sleep, go away now. This is a very serious business now. All right. Want to look at virgins and virginity. Number one, the first person, Miss Rebecca Bethwell. Can somebody look at Genesis chapter 24, verse 16 for us? Number one, Miss Rebecca. If someone is not married, how is he addressed? It's Miss, right? M-I-S-S, right? Okay. So if one is married, he becomes what? He becomes what? Mrs., right? Okay. M-R-S, right? Okay. Let's look at Miss Rebecca Bethwell. Genesis 24:16. Is anybody looking at it? Aha. Uh-huh. Yes. No man has ever laid. Okay. Uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Do you see how the Bible puts it? The girl. Please, can you take it again? The girl. Very beautiful. A virgin. Do you see her, her, do we call it her CVs? Do you see her CVs? She was very what? Very beautiful. For the Bible to say that she was very beautiful, it means that she was beautiful indeed. She was very beautiful. Yes? A virgin. Do you think it is for nothing that the Bible keeps emphasizing that? Very beautiful. I think you know that if you say the girl was very beautiful, 
Without adding a virgin, is still correct. Eh? The English is still correct, right? But the Bible says, very beautiful, comma, a virgin, comma. <laughs> no man had ever learned that. Uh-uh. Are, you, are you getting it now? Very beautiful, comma, uh, CV number one. Number two, a virgin, comma. Number three, no man ever laid with her. Talking about who? Rebecca. When they look, went to look for a wife, for who? For Isaac. You remember? You remember? This was what came out. So Miss Rebecca Bethwell, very beautiful, a virgin, no man has ever laid with her. You remember yesterday we saw that, we saw that God has honored us with a body. Eh? And we should use the body to honor God also, isn't it? We are discovering now, I mean, we learned that the beauty that God has put on you is what? Is a sign of what? Is a sign of what? It's an honor He has put on you. The handsomeness He has put on you eh? is an honor. How tall you are. He's a tall, handsome boy. He's an honor. Very tall, fair sister. With a sonoric voice. Is what? Is an honor. Are we there? Everything that God has put in you, brother, is an honor. He has bestowed on you. So the endowment of God on Rebecca was that she was very beautiful. And we did say yesterday that these days it is the beauty of guests that take them away from serving God. Their beauty. I'm too beautiful. How can I get a church? I don't have time for that. Got some good things to do with my life. It's my life. And men will come around and say, Yeah, lady, we dig you. We dig you. Hey, you don't know. They are digging hell for you. <laughs> As we left here yesterday, we were going just, just in front of your hotel here. We met, you know, one of you know, all those boys. They know how to deceive guests. I, 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 I fancy you. I like you. You don't know what they tell you to deceive you. Eh? What are they talking about? It is the beauty God has put on you that they want to spoil. I will tell you now. Do you know that, see now, see now how few we are? Are we the only few people in this church? Do you know that if it was to come for a, a party, a, what do we call it, talent hunt, isn't it? If it is talent hunt, this, this, this chapel will not contain also. If it is talent hunt, want to find out, let's find out who, who and who know how to sing, how to dance. There is this place around, where is that place now? You always see young people there. I've been finding, what is it that they do? Around the, what is that area? Independent layer. There's one joint there. You will see young people. Troop ah, ah, as if it is a campus. But it's a, it, it appears to be like a discotheque. Young people. In fact, far younger than many of us here. Some are always almost naked. Some are all kinds of young people that should have been using the honor God bestowed on them to serve him. They are using that thing to serve the devil. Are we there? Now, young people, Rebecca, Rebecca, though dead, 
but speaking to us. Are you getting it now? Beautiful, virgin, no man has slept with her. Okay, let's jump to Mrs. Esther, also known as Hadassah. J- uh, Esther chapter 2, verse 12, Esther 2, 2 and 17. Are we there? Has anybody seen it? Esther. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh-huh. Yes. Go to verse 17. Uh-uh. Are you following the story? Uh-huh. Let me ask you. What was it that made Esther to be attracted to the king? Eh? Her what? Her beauty, right? What was her CV? Eh? Beauty, young... Beautiful virgin. Are you getting it now? He said, let the king's assistant after, what's her name now? Eh? After Bashi fell out of favor with the king. The king, after, after some time, the assistant said, now, O king, let's, let's search, let a search be made eh? to, for Beautiful young virgins. And let them be treated and be paraded before the king. Anyone that the king's like who let her, replay, let her become the queen. I want you to take note. Rebecca, beautiful. Don't we know what Rebecca is today? Or what she became? Okay. Esther. Miss Esther. We don't know her father's name. We only know the person who brought him up. Eh? She was beautiful. She was young. And it was that thing that brought her into limelight to become a queen. Right? Okay. Let's move on. We, we, we are running short of time now. Uh, Miss Jaffet. You remember? You remember Miss Jaffet? Okay. Miss Jaffet, an only child. Judges chapter 11 verse 3. This is number three now. Are we together now? We are looking at number three. Miss Jaffet, an only child. Judges chapter 11, verse 3. Yes. Yes. Judges chapter 11, verse 3. Are you sure? No, I want you to go to where he was returning from the battle. Okay. And his daughter came to meet him on the way. Is it verse 13? That, that, that's right. Eh? That when Jephthah returned to his home in Mesbah, yes, who should come out to meet him but his daughter? Uh-huh. Dancing to the sound of tambourines. Yes. She was an only child uh-huh. except for her. He had neither son nor daughter. Yes. When he saw her, 
yes. he tore his clothes and cried, yes. Oh, my daughter, uh-huh. you have made me miserable yes. and wretched, because uh-huh. I have made a vow to the Lord that I cannot break. Okay. My father, she replied, You have given me word to the Lord. Yes. Do to me just as you promised, uh-huh. now that the Lord has avenged you of your enemies, the Amorites. Yes. But grant me this one request. Now, now go to... Go to verse 30, 30, what now? 37 to 39. Okay. Yes. But grant me this one request. She yes. said, give me two months to room the hills and weep with my friend because I will never marry. Okay. You may go, he said, and he let her go for two months. Yes. She and the girls went into the hills and wept because she would never marry. Mm-hmm. After the two months, she returned to her father, uh-huh. and he did not, and he did to her as he had vowed. Yes. And she was a virgin. And she was a what? virgin. She was a virgin. Are we are we together now? You remember the story there? Japheth's only daughter. When Japheth was going to fight the war, he made a vow that. If God helped him to win that battle, on his way home, anything that confronts his sight the first time, that thing was going to be sacrificed to the Lord. I don't know why he made that kind of rush. I don't know why he didn't think. By all means, as a father, if you have been away for a long time, and you are returning back, is it your goat that will come and meet you first? Eh? Is it your goat? Is it your, your chicken? Normally, who should be the first to run? Daddy has come. Ah, daddy, welcome. Dad. Who should be the one? And he, 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 only had, he had only one daughter. He didn't remember. You see, sometimes when you make vow, papa, 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 be careful. That's why the Bible says we shouldn't be quick to make a vow. It never occurred to him that when... He is coming back. The only thing in his house that will come and meet me, meet him, was his only daughter. And he made that vow. And God had it. And then as he was coming, (laughs) Ah, daddy is back. Ah, the word did not consume him. And can you imagine, can you imagine her now? Run excitedly. Daddy, welcome, man, daddy. And the girl said, ah, what's, what's wrong? Say, ah, you have put me in trouble. <laughs> you have put him in trouble. All oh, the rejoicing of victory spoils. And say, what? What's the problem? I've made the vow. This is the vow. Say, well, okay, you've made the vow. Whatever you, you vow, please go ahead and do it. And he and said, please, but there's something. Just give me two moons. Let me go to the hills. Let me go to the hills and roam around with all the other virgins and mourn for two moons. Then I come back and he can sacrifice me because I will never marry. Are you understanding? She went, did that, and came back and said, Dad, here I am now, ready for your sacrifice. And the Bible added, and she was a virgin. Now, do you know, look at, complete that verse, that verse 39, uh, yes. For this 
comes the Israel custom. Yes. From this comes the Israel Israelite custom. Yes. That each year the young women of Israel yes. go out for four days uh -huh. to the to commemorate the daughter of Jephthah the Galilite. Ah, do you see that? What that thing what that thing left a memorial. Each year the single daughters they will go and do four days memorial service in honor of Miss Jephthah the Gileadite who was a virgin who never slept with a man until she was sacrificed. Up to today her life is what? It's a memorial. Are we together now? Okay. Let's look on. Let's move on. Let's move on to Miss Tama. Miss Tama David. Second Samuel. Chapter 13 verse 18. Are we, are we following how we are going? What are we discovering about all of these people? They were young, beautiful, unmarried people. Yes, you want to read? Somewhere, uh, Second Samuel chapter 13, verse 18. In the course of time, yes. Amnon, son of David, fell in love with Tamar, the beautiful sister of Absalom, son of David. Uh -huh. Amnon became frustrated to the point of illness on account of his sister Tamar, for she was a virgin. And it seems impossible for him to do anything to her. Okay. Do you understand that now? So we gather from that that Miss Tamar David was a virgin. And in the course of time, Amnon, Amnon became obsessed, infatuated with her beauty. And, she, and he said, I want to sleep with her. But it was difficult for him to do because she was what? She was a virgin. Now, if you, if you read down, you saw the, the plot that uh, Amnon and his servant set up at the end of the day. Eh? <laughs> Me and my children, we sat down in the circle and we studied that whole thing. And we said, look, broad sisters, I'd like you to know there are many uh, young people they know how to be very crafty and set and set and set and set trap for, 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 for young people. I was doing that, we were studying that as part of our own family development. Are you getting it now? But Miss Tama David was what? Was a virgin. Alright, okay. Now let's move quickly to Miss Abishag, the Shunammites. 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. I hope you are taking the number of these young people we are looking at. There is, we are driving somewhere. And I pray the Lord will help us to arrive there in the name of Jesus. Miss Abishag, the Shunammites. 1 Kings chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. Quickly. 1 Kings chapter 1, 1 to 3. Yes. When, the, when King David was old uh -huh. and well advanced in age, yes. in years, yes. he could not keep warm even when they put cover over him. Uh -huh. So his servant said to him, yes. Let us look for a young virgin to attend the king 
uh-huh. and take care of him. Yes. She can lie beside him so that our Lord the King may keep warm. Uh-huh. Then they search, they search throughout Israel for a beautiful girl and found Abishag, a Shunammite, and uh-huh. brought her to the king. <laughs> are, you, are you following the Bible? The, the girl was very beautiful. She took care of the king and waited on him. Oh my. We will return later to Miss Abishag. But say the girl was very beautiful and a virgin and she served the king. We will come back to Mrs. Abishag later. But it suffices us at this level now to take note of her Miss Abishag, the Shunammite. She was very beautiful. She was a virgin. No man has slain with her. Are we there now? Okay. Even when David was old and they needed somebody to keep her to keep him warm, who were they looking for? Uh-uh. I thought they would have looked for any Jagbala, Jagbala woman to come and do that work. There is a reason, no? We will, we will come to all of that a little later. Praise God. The reason why we are taking time to look at this is because it is difficult in our days to produce virgins. Am I correct? Even, even in churches, hardly will you hear preaching, charging young people to keep their virginity. And the society we live in, heavily laden with sex appeal, we tend to think that to be, to, be, to, be, to be social is to be sexy all over the place. And we have lost the sight of what God expects of young people. That's why we are going down the Bible. To look at it so that we know that as far as heaven is concerned, this is the standard. There's nothing, nothing short of this. If you go to schools, if you go to campuses, all we produce, we have succeeded in producing prostitutes, even, even from tender, even from nursery, nursery and primary school. And you see, the reason why we need to continue to study this is because some, we are coming to an age where... What is sinful and evil is now appearing to be the, righteous way, the right way to live. Am I correct? Those who do right things now, they are the minority. They are the bush ones. Are we getting it? Okay. But heaven is not looking that way. Praise God. Let's, let's run quickly to another, another person. Another person. <laughs> Judges chapter 21 verse 12. Judges, we are looking at number six now. In Jabez Gilead, 400 virgins. Maybe let me leave it there. Judges 21, verse 12. Somebody seeing it now? Judges, they found among the people living uh-huh. in Jabez Gilead, yes. 400 young women uh-huh. who had never slept with a man. Yes. And they took them to the camp at Shiloh uh-huh. in Canaan. Ah, I'd like you to go and read the whole of that story. <laughs> Very interesting story. They searched the whole community of Jabez Gilead and they found 400 but do you notice a word that is consistently being used in all of these things? What is that word? Eh? Eh? No, 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 yes. Apart from that, there is a word that they, they consistently use. 
church. You remember Esther? What did the king, a king assistant, uh, tell, tell him? Let a search be made. When David was old, what did they tell him? Let a search be made. Even here now, what happened? They searched the whole of Jabez Gilead and they found 400 young virgins with whom no man had ever slept with. So the word search, 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 keep occurring. And in Jabez Gilead, the whole of Jabez Gilead, they searched. I don't know how long it took them. They were able to find 400. Can I ask us a question? If we are to make searches in our churches today, are we going to find virgins? If we are to make, if we are to search in our fellowships, if we are to search in churches today, are we going to find virgins? If we are to search our villages today, if we are to search our schools, if we are to search our universities, are we going to find virgins? Will you be found? You see, you see, God's standard will not change because we are in a modern generation. Something keeps telling us. Their generation is different. Their generation is different. You can only be different in gadgets. Our generation can only be different in gadgets. Not in the Word of God. There's no, there's no, <coughs> the Word of God has no old school or new school. I hope you know. If it is not the Word of God, it is not the Word of God. No old school, no new school. So sometimes when you talk about these things, people say this is, this is their own generation. <laughs> that kind of voice is, is the voice of the devil. Because when the matter that matters begin to matter, God will not change his standard for any one of us. He is still searching for virgins. The question is this. If he is to search, will he find you? Will you be a Miss Abishag? If he is to search, is he going to find virgins? You know, God looks for men. Do you know that each of these, each of these people we are looking at, do you know how, how great they became? Are you following? It's just that we don't have the time to look at the ends of those, all of those people. They all became vessels, worthy vessels in the hand of God in their own time. They did not hear, they did not carry the Bible the way we are carrying No, I hope you know. I hope you know. They did not carry the Bible the way we are carrying. They did not listen to messages the way we are listening to. They did not see great men of God the way we are seeing. But they kept something. And this is what God is bringing to our attention as young people. If you ever want to reach God's great height for your life, there is a standard. There is something you must press your life on to become. Praise God. Then number seven. Miss Mary, who was engaged to Mr. Joseph Jacob. Luke chapter one. I think we just read about Mary, right? Eh? But let's read it again. Since we are bringing her in the class of um, the people who are uh, beaming our searchlight on. Luke chapter 1, verse 26, 27. Miss Mary. Luke 1, 26, 27. Yes. In the sixth month, God sent the angel Gabriel 
uh-huh. Nazareth, a town in Galilee, uh-huh. to a virgin pledged to be married to a man named Joseph, a descendant of David. The virgin's name was Mary. Ah, are we together? In the sixth moon, God sent Angel Gabriel to a city named what? Nazareth. Eh? Nazareth, Nazareth in Galilee. Let me, let, me, let me dramatize it for you to see. <laughs> in the sixth moon, God sent Angel Gabriel to Park Lane, Enugu. Is that not so? House number 30. Eh? <laughs> do you know? Do you know that God knew where Mary was resident? The street number, the house number, God knew. And gave the direction, the directive to Angel Gabriel. Did he miss his road? Uh-uh. What does that tell you? That wherever you are located, Wherever you are located, your address is known in heaven. Are you getting it now? So if God is looking for another Mary in our generation to bring, and you know I understand what happens there now. God needed to send the Savior into the world. And this Savior, all our salvation was tied around his waist. He needed to come to save us. And God could not have sent him through anybody, anyhow. He looked for Mary. Are you getting it now? And sent Angel, Angel Gabriel, to come down all the way from heaven. And Angel went straight, straight, straight to the street where Mary was located, to the house number where Mary was located, and went straight to Mary. And when the Angel came and said, Mary, hail Mary, mother of, no, hail Mary, you have found favor with God. What made Mary to find favor with God? Eh? Ah. Are you following? Are you understanding now? To be a virgin, a single unmarried young man, a single unmarried young woman, is a favor with God. Men may not recognize you, brother. Men may not recognize you, sister. But as far as heaven is concerned, you are wearing a favor. Does that appeal to you? Angel landed. I tell you, anyhow you live your life, heaven knows the address to your house. <laughs> Even if you move from Park Lane and go to Wani, heaven knows that you are moving. And if need be to locate you, he doesn't make mistake. He knows where we are all located. Are we understanding? The second thing I'd like us to take note of before we move from there is the fact that I hope you know that God is still sending special children to this world today. Eh? I hope you know. Apart from Jesus as the Savior, I hope you know that God is still in the business of sending unique children to this world. Do you understand that now? Okay. When we think of people like Rehan Bonki, was he not a mother that gave birth to him? Eh? When we think of who else do we think of in our days now? Eh? Brother Billy Akani. Nobi Mama Bonham. Reverend Shambat. Eh? Nobi Mama Bonham. Who knows whether the next special baby that is still in heaven to be sent down to be the savior 
I hope you know there are things on saviors. Apart from Jesus, the, the great savior. Eh? God is still sending men. You remember Samson? You remember Samson? That was how Mr. Samson was sent. To do what? What was he to do? To bring about the deliverance of his people from the hand of the Philistines. He was a special child though. I hope you know. But brother Samson, as we saw yesterday, he fell. Why did he fall? Because everywhere he went, his eyes were seeing women, 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 women. And he fell. Are we understanding now? I'm encouraging you young people. The reason why we must, one of the reasons why we must walk in holiness of life, consecrating our bodies unto the law and our spirit is because God is still in the business of sending unique special children into this world. And perhaps you may be one through whom such baby may come. What if you go and become prostitutes? And you become like that, would that happen again? No. You see, heaven is very, is very, do you notice the word search, 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 kept, kept occurring. You need to search before you find them because they are hidden. And I tell you, in every church today, heaven is still searching. You see, taking record. You see, taking record. What we don't know is that the excitement of youth makes us to, to forget these things. And we keep on going in our, in, our, in our wide party many times. And we forget something. That God is searching. Are we there now? Praise God. Now, let's quickly look at uh, number eight now as we round up this session of... We can go on. The list is endless. We have not even looked at visit, uh, young, young brothers. So let it not look as if it is only young beautiful women we are talking about. We have not looked at young brothers, but we know them. Abby, I quickly mention one for you now. Joseph. <laughs> Jojo in, in uh, Josie Joe in Egypt. Josie Joe. Ah, I wish we have time to study Josie Joe. How Mrs. Miss Potiphar did every painting. You don't know. You don't know the painting Miss Potiphar did. All the artificial dressing that women do these days. Miss Potiphar did everything to, to make Jojo to look her direction. Jojo no look. She will fry spaghetti. All manners of delicious meal. Jojo, you are looking good today. Food is ready. Go and chop. <laughs> Jojo say, ha, not be this kind of food that they chop, not they chop. Uh, he knows what was, in, what was in the making. He knows chop. Did you remember that the Bible said that that woman troubled Joseph how many days? Day after day. Not be one day, not be two days, not be two moons. Day after day. Jojo, say her. <laughs> what is in me, the honor of God, is far greater than all those delicious meals we are setting on the table. If you like, go and buy all the jambaki, all the lip gloss in the world. Load your mouth with them. I know they see your direction. So when she saw that that thing was not working, she said, okay, she was looking for an opportune time. 
when Jojo was busy in the house doing his work and all the other servants left, he said, today, uh, this, today is what? Kingdom by violence. Today, today, not today. Today, not today. So she went and grabbed Jojo and he thrust Jojo. Thrust Jojo. He just, if it is my shirt, you want to have it. Yeah! And he left the shirt. He said, ah! Yeah! I miss him this final time. You know what Jojo told him? Told her. He said, Your master, my master, left everything in my command except you because you are his wife. How then can I do this wicked thing and sin against God? Are you following? There are a lot young people we can learn from the statement of Jojo. Sleeping with a woman is what? Is wicked. Let's call sin the, what it is. So, the reason why we trifle with sin today is because instead of calling it nakedly the way it is, we give them some fanciful name. What do we call it? It's fun. We're going to have fun. We're going to have fun. Is it fun? Why is it, why is it, why is sex becoming very attractive all over the places? Because we call it names that are not de- devilish. Say it's fun. You gotta have fun. There's a party happening somewhere today. Are you, are you not gonna have fun? You have been reading, reading, reading. You have finished your exams now. Just go and dig. Go and dig it a little. Go and dig it a little and have fun. So we go funning. And then we come back with funny stories. But Jojo said no. It is wickedness. Do you also remember that when Amnon captured Tamar, that was the same message Tamar told, told him. He said, this wicked thing you are doing should not be had in Israel. <laughs> Young people, are you there? To sleep with a man to sleep with a woman when you are not married is wickedness. Have you heard this? <laughs> and I told my children, you see, what heaven called wickedness is what has become an appealing thing to people. Am I correct? Am I correct? So, when, pe- when you see people, and as you step out of here, you will see, you will see young people. They are either necking or petting or giraffing or doing all of those. No, they give their names so. They give their names so. What they are doing is what? What? Wickedness. Would you like to go and join the band of people who are living wicked life? Young people. Is that what they want, you want to do? So you make the choice for yourself. It is wickedness. What people are doing. What you see. Go to shop right. You see how wickedness has been, has been modernized have been made very fanciful, have been made to be appealing, have been made to be enticing, have been made to what? And nobody caught. Do you see where, do you, hardly will you hear people talk about immorality, sexual immorality as wickedness. But that is the way God sees it. Are we there now? That's the way God sees it. So Jojo said, no, I will not do this and sin against God. Was God there with them? Was God there between him and Potiphar's wife? Eh? 
Was God there? Even though, do you know that if Jojo had done it, they would have hidden it? Eh? Potiphar's wife would have concealed the thing. In fact, Jojo would have gotten promotion. You know the promotion he would have gotten? Because Potiphar, commander-in-chief, that woman, very powerful, she would have concealed everything and Potiphar wouldn't have known. Yeah, nobody, don't worry, my husband, if it is my husband, just leave it. I know how to take care of that. Jojo say, ah, whether he's there or no day, me and no day, are you there? Young people, young men, you will see guests almost inviting you to come. He said, ah, people like you, are you, are you the only bushman? Everybody is doing it. I tell my children always that because that everybody is doing it does not make it right. Oh. Are you getting it? Dare to be the David. Dare to be the Daniel. I want to be an old man out. I will not join everybody to do it. And I said, is your name everybody? Can I ask you? If everybody is doing it, are you everybody? Is your name everybody? If they say everybody is doing it, say no, oh no, everybody is not doing it. I am not doing it. I am not going to do it. I am not everybody. I am me. Are we there now? That's how to overcome this matter. So we keep on looking at these young people devoted, consecrated their bodies and their spirit to the Lord and nobody defied them. Praise God. We are talking about young men too. Do you know Joseph to whom Mary was engaged? You remember Joseph, to whom Mary was engaged? What do you think Joseph was? Eh? Hello, young brothers. What do you think Joseph was? He was a virgin. And look at the discipline of Joseph. You know the discipline of Joseph? Do you know that Mary was engaged to him? By implication of that engagement, Mary was already considered married to Joseph, right? So you remember that when Mary was suddenly found with pregnancy, you know what Joseph was doing? Joseph, uh, Joseph Jacob, he lay down and was looking, staring at his ceiling and was thinking of how to divorce her. Do you divorce a woman <laughs> that is not married to you? Eh? Joseph was thinking of how to divorce her. He didn't want to put her into shame. So he lay down and was staring into the, the ceiling. How do I do this? How do I do this? Mary, what? Found with a pregnancy? They will say, Nami, give him. Ah! And I never know him. Oh, God, you are my witness. Oh. I know they oh. I know they oh. Egba mi, oh, Lua. <laughs> and then they came and said, Joseph, I understand what you are going through. Don't worry, don't worry, don't worry, don't worry. What she is carrying is not from Mano. <laughs> Praise God. And the angel gave him all, the, all that happened. Then Joseph said, okay, if that's the case, I'm all right. The Bible said that Joseph did not sleep with her until what happened? Until she gave birth to her baby. Is that not a discipline? Eh? Supposing Joseph made a mistake to sleep with Mary, what would have happened? He would have diluted, polluted the sacred seed in whom no sin was found, who was to become the solution to the sin problem of the world. Joseph did not do that. 
So he has a lot to speak to us as young people, young brothers, young sisters. Why we are taking the time to look at all of this is that it is very difficult in fellowship, many fellowships these days, to find single brothers and single sisters serving the Lord in holiness and in righteousness. Many fall into immorality along the way. Many choir members, now you call them choir members, oh, in heaven they are, they are found to be doing wicked things. But they come to sing choirfully here. They are not, as far as heaven is concerned, something has gone amiss. Everywhere you go, everywhere you go, it's difficult to find virgins now. But God must find some of us. Are we there? As we are growing up, this is what we must bear in mind. No matter how they make the sex appeal heavier, and I tell you, it's getting heavy every day. Every day. All the dressing you see all over the book, I'm telling you nakedly without fearing your faces. All that they are doing all over the place is dressing up and down. Is, is, is the spirit of what? Of prostitution that is sponsoring all of those things. To make sure that... Uh, don't you see how much women spend in, in what they call makeup? Have you noticed that? Oh. <laughs> Do you notice now that hardly will you see women who are natural in anything? Who have artificial limb, artificial, artificial hair, artificial, artificial what now? Artificial eyelashes, artificial what? Artificial buttock, artificial bum bum, artificial breasts. Yes, artificial, everything is artificial now. You will not find women who are living in their natural beauty as God designed them. Artificial, artificial, artificial. This artificiality, I'm telling you, if you don't take care, Nahingo will draw you away from Jesus. Just like it has done, it has happened to many young people. Artificial everything. Now, artificial gender. There's gender, what they call it now? Transgender. So a girl will now transgender herself and she becomes a, a boy. A boy will now transgender himself and now become a girl. What is all of that trying to say? Is to deep hand in the hand in the eyes of God. Artificial everything that we are now. Even artificial pregnancy. Yes. They are carrying now. Artificial pregnancy. Everything is artificial now. But you know, when we when you look at that, they say this is the generation. It's a dangerous generation, though. If you follow this generation, you will end on the other side of eternity. Let it be known to you clearly that this is the mind of God. If at the end of the day you check what we are saying, if it is not the word of God, please, I give you permission, sue me to court. What did I say? Sue me to court. I have no advocacy, but God will go and be my judge there. And we need to set this up so that we produce young people who will, be, who will remain usable in the hand of God? They are few, but they, 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 are, they exist. Are we there? Praise God. Now, lesson to take note of. You see, we took time to look at all of these young people. Beautiful, virgin. No man has slain with them. Beautiful, virgin. No man has slain with them. It became almost a chorus as we were looking through the whole thing. But something is this. All of this, they use their beauty and virginity to honor and serve their creator when they were young, right? 
Eh? Is that correct? They use their duty, their honor, their duty, their virginity to do what? To honor the law. Okay. Secondly, their accounts and stories have been written down for us to read. <laughs> Today is your turn, young people. Miss Abishag has gone. Miss Esther Hadassah has gone. Miss Japheth has gone. Miss Rebecca Bethwell has gone. Miss Tama David has gone. They have left the stage for you. Their stories have been written down and we are reading. The question is, what will be written down about you? Young woman, young man. If after 40 years we depart and the next generation coming behind you, what will be the story? I hope you know that our stories are still being written. Eh? I hope you know that. Our records are still being kept. Are you sure of that? Are you aware of that? One day, your record will be read. What are they going to read about you? Are, you going to read, are they going to read Mrs. Chidera Mwachuku? Young, beautiful virgin with whom no man has slept. Would that be your own introduction? You see, as we look at this, we need to look at this vis-a-vis -vis our time. I told my children that the reason why I take time to study some of these things with you sometimes may look very boring for you, but it's because we need to look at how things used to be in the Bible and how they are now. If we don't do that, do you know that this generation of tiny people that are coming, they will think that the erroneous sinful thing that is happening now is the way things used to be? I hope you know that our, 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 our generation stands the risk of running to that thing. Are we there now? Okay. It's not that our grandmothers, our mothers are not here today. We would have asked them, how was it in their time? They would have told us. But they are not here. You will think that to be a virgin now, it used to be old in days things. It's not old in day. It is still the same. It, that is the same way it is today. Are we there? So young people, I don't know your situation, no. But I want to tell you boldly, your record is being kept. I'm telling you this. When your record will be opened, I don't know whether it will be like this. Like Mrs. Abishai. Are we there? All right. What stories will be written down about you for generations to come and how are you going to use your own beauty? This, all of these people we saw, they used their beauty for the honor of God, right? We kept saying in the course of this meeting that beauty, beauty, that God and handsomeness that God has put on us as an honor has become the thing that has taken many young people away. The talents, the gifts that God has put in us to use to serve his purpose. He doesn't know what the devil has hijacked and been using to draw men to hell. 
think of people like Timaya. You know Timaya? You know Davido? Eh? You know, uh, is he who will he host in our decode now? Eh? Eh? Whiskey. Eh? With Halifa. Eh? What are all those musicians now? There's this one who, who hosting what now? This one that. Justin what now? Whitney Houston, right? Okay. You know them now? Even her own daughter, her only last daughter, she too died recently. They said the mother died. That was the same way she too died. This way, you remember people like Michael Jackson? You remember them that they were choir boys? Huh? You don't know? They were choir boys. They were choir boys. But what became of them? The gift of singing that God put in them. They only came to choir to find that thing to flame. When that thing brought them to fame, they say, ah, the excitement of I want to be, I want to be. They left God. What became of Jackson? What became of Michael Jackson? Is that the way you want to end? Are you following? Think of people like Peter Tosh, Bob Marley, and so on. Did God put that in, in them so that Satan can use for, to advance his own kingdom? Is that why God put those things in them? No. But the honor that God put on them, Satan took over it. And he used the thing for his own advantage. Look. When they are talking of talent hunt, talent hunt, talent hunt, and they gather young people from all over walks of life, what are they looking for? Eh? What are they looking for? It is the talent that God has put in every one of us that Satan has been researching and beckoning and seeking for ways to grab so that he can use it to advance his own kingdom. Don't you see how many, all of those musicians, all of those reckless musicians, don't you see how their lives are? Don't you see they have become heroes for our young people today? Eh? Oh, you don't know? They are the heroes. Sometimes I look at some of them tattoo all over. Not even, even their mouth. In fact, it's just that they couldn't burn the thing on their tongue. Even their tongue, if it were possible, if not for the pain, they would have put tattoo on the tongue. And they are the, the, the fans of young people today. Are we there now? So sometimes, sometimes we will sit down, we will sit down before television, footballers, footballers, eh? They will go and do their dreadlock and do all of that and put earring and put this one, Asena, Kiloruko, Chelsea, Man U, all of that. And we sit down, we even fight ourselves over them. Say, I am for Man U. I am from Manchester, and they call their name, and they are fighting. It's not foolishness. Do you know them? <laughs> Do you know them? All the money they are making from football, would they come and give you one kobo? And so why will you waste your time? The time you are supposed to be studying, you waste it to go and sit down, man you. You have an exam tomorrow, man you, man you. Is it man you you are going to write in your exam? When they collect their money, you collect F9. They entertain you. They keep you alert. And you see, you don't see that it is deception. When you go to an exam, you are writing, man, you, man, you, man. 
And they collect their trophy, they collect their money and go away. Then you collect your F9. Your man, you. You need to be wise, your young people. I'm telling you this. I have walked this way. And I am still walking the way. That's why I'm taking time to share this with you so that you don't make mistakes. Heaven is looking down. What story will be written about you? Why should reckless people who have chosen to use their own beauty to honor the devil, why should they be the one serving as models for you? Is it that you didn't see enough people in the Bible to serve as models for you? Is it that you didn't see enough people that should inspire you from the Bible? That is why we are looking at all of these misses so that we will, our own life will be straight. We may straight like theirs. Praise God. Now, let's advance. Praise the Lord. Is the Lord helping us? Praise God. Are you seeing mothers for our generation? Are you seeing mothers? Okay. We will still come back to Mrs. Abishag much, much later. But let's, let's, let's advance a little further now. We are going to look at dressing of these virgins. Dressing of virgins. Remember, we are dealing with on, uh, serving God as single young people. And we are looking at the examples of many of these young people who have served God in their own time and they have gone. And God has written down their record for us to learn from. So that we also, our lives will be better, will be like theirs. Praise God. Dressing of virgins. In other words, dressing for single or married people. First Samuel. Second Samuel, rather. Second Samuel chapter 13. Are we there? Second Samuel 13. Right? Second Samuel 13 verse 18. Second Samuel 13 18. Yes. So his servant put her out uh-huh. and bolted the door after her. Yes. She was wearing a richly ornamented She was wearing a richly ornamented robe. Uh-huh. For this was the kind of garment yes. the virgin daughters of the king wore. I will, please read that again. I'd like all of us to pay attention. So his servant put her out uh-huh. and bolted the door after her. Yes. She was wearing a richly ornamented robe. Uh-huh. For this was the kind of garment uh-huh. the virgin daughters of the king wore. <laughs> Are you, are you following the, the development? Let me quickly reverse the story backwards so that we can get the picture clearly. You remember Amnon? Eh? Amnon said Amnon was obsessed with love eh? for, for Tamar. And after he and his servant planned a coup for Tama. And Tama, in ignorance, walked into that coup and, 
Amnon succeeded in raping her. The Bible said that the hatred that Amnon had for her was more than the lust he had for her at the beginning. Do you follow the story? So when the Bible says love, that is not the kind of love that <laughs> they were talking about. Are you getting it now? The kind of infatuation that overcame him as soon as he raped her, he became, he was replaced with hatred. And let me tell you, young people, you know, I used to tell my children, I said, look, if any boy come around and say, oh, you are beautiful, I like you, I love you, you are beautiful. I say, is that a news to you? Is that a news to you? You are already beautiful. Look, you are a beautiful, handsome people. Is that not what God says? Is that what, what does God say? You are wonderfully and fearfully Beautifully made. I don't need anybody to come and tell me <laughs> you are a wonderful. No, even God has already told me. So if you come and tell me you are coming too late, there's nothing new about that. But do you know that young people, when a boy come and tell me you are a beautiful girl, you are the only mosquito in my net. I've got not seen anybody like you. I'm dreaming. Hey. When he tells you like that, your heart will do you ruguru, ruguru, ruguru. He is bringing poison and he's calling you beautiful. And you will think that he's telling you something. He's only, he's only seeking for ways to do what? To do what Amnon did to Tama. So the Bible says that Tama was wearing an ornamented garment. What is garment? What is garment? Eh? Eh, eh? It's not just cloto. What is garment? What is garment? It comes from up down. And it is, it is loose. Eh? It is not the kind of spaghetti that we are wearing today. Oh. <laughs> when he say beautifully ornamented garment, it is a robe that covers from neck down. That was, he said that was the kind of dress that the king's daughters, virgin daughters, used to wear. What does that tell you about dressing of virgins? Eh? <laughs> Let's move on a little before I make the comment I want to make. From the, life, from the life of Tamar, we can glean that virgins wear garments that cover their bodies properly. The alarming rate of immorality in our churches today are largely attributed to nudity or naked exposure of bodies of women. It is an indication of prostitution. Let me tell you, all the kind of naked dressing we have today in the church, I'm telling you, that was now how virgins of old were dressed. This is the indication of the spirit of prostitution that is overtaking our generation. And we have thought that that is the normal way to dress now. 
Do you know now that it is difficult to get decent dress in the market? Am I, am I talking? It's difficult. My children are growing. We will go to market to look for what to wear. You will not see decent things. Eventually, we always, many times, we end up looking for what we call unrich. I won't define what we call unrich for you now because... <laughs> are you understanding? If you want to get decent dress these days, in fact, it is even where Muslims... Eh? Where Muslims sell dress, that's where you find decent dress for women. Are you getting it now? You, will, you know, sometimes when I walk on the street, I say, which is this madness? Even the people selling akara and, uh, and granite on the street, they are wearing something like this, and they are going like this. Akara, akara, akara. Ah. And you wonder, what has overtaken us? Where did we get that from? Let's go to the Bible. We will see it. Praise God. Go to go with me quickly to Ezekiel chapter twenty-eight. No, Ezekiel twenty-three. Are you there now? Somebody has opened to Proverbs chapter seven, verse ten. Are we talking to young people? Do you want to walk the way of the Lord? Are you sure? Bear in mind that these are no ideas of man. These are ideas of who? These are God's ideas. This is God's word. Okay. Ezekiel 23, 18. Yes, ma'am. Then she went public with her fornication. Uh-huh. She exhibited her sex to the world. Uh-huh. Are you following? She did what? Read it she again, She went ma'am. public with her fornication. She went public with her what? Which version is that, ma? Eh? Message. Message. She went public with her what? With her fornication. Are we there? Have you finished it? Verse 18. She exhibited herself to the world. She exhibited herself. Do you know what exhibition means? You know exhibition? You know exhibition? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you, not, do you understand this now? He's talking about Oholiba and her sister in prostitution. She exhibited herself to what? To the world. The world, come and see you. Everything for the world. Okay. Who is taking it for us from King James? I mean, NIV. NIV. When she carried NIV, that's Ezekiel 23, 18. 18. When she carried on her prostitution openly, yes, and exposed her nakedness, uh-huh. I turned away from her in disgust. Are you understanding now? She carried on her prostitution. How? Openly. Openly. And, and exposed her nakedness. She exposed what? Her she naked. exposed her nakedness. What is the what is what is making her to do that? Eh? Prostitution. Prostitution. Are, are you seeing that in the Bible? She exposed her nakedness to the world. Uh, New Living Translation. In the same way, yes. I become disgusted with Olo, Oloba and rejected her. Oh, just as I have 
rejected her sister. Yes. Because she flaunted herself before them. She, she flaunted herself before her customers. Are you, use, are you following the words being used? Exposed her nakedness. Flaunted herself. What is, what is, what, you know what it is to flaunt something? Eh? Do you know what it is to flaunt something? Jagwada, 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 Jagwada. That is, you are just flaunting it everywhere, everywhere. Eh, eh. That is flaunting. What is making her to do that? Is prostitution. You see, you see, you know, you know, something has gone amiss with our generation. That's why we are taking time to look at how it was. Flaunting. Flaunting yourself to the world. Let the world see me. This is how it is. Breast to the world. Laps to the world. Everything to the world. What is the spirit behind that? Prostitution. Look, I hope that you will not slap me at the end of the day. But even if you slap me, I will accept it as persecution for preaching the truth. <laughs> what we are having all over the places among young people is the spirit of prostitution that is sponsoring all of those things. Today is spaghetti. Tomorrow is uh, pencil skates. Today is uh, indomie. Tomorrow it is open breast. Next tomorrow it is Okay, bone shot. Next, another day, it is what? Sagging, sagging. So if they wear trousers, half of the bomb bomb is out. What is the spirit behind all of that? Prostitution. Let's call it the way Bible puts it. Prostitution. The reason why prostitution has come to find its seat in the church is because we will go and allow all those daughters, the disciples of Jezebel, to be the one dictating the pace of how we dress for us. Oh, I was reading a story just a few days ago. I called my wife and my daughters. Come and see. Come and help me read the story. A couple in Algeria, <laughs> they just wedded. And after the wedding night, the man said, Eh? Is it the woman I married? Yeah. She was something different from what he used to see. All the while, you know what the girl was doing? Artificial, artificial, artificial. Makeup. 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 So, she was looking very beautiful to the man. And then they were dead. But <laughs> when jungle mature, when all of those artificial artificial were dropped, the man saw a different woman. She, he said he sued her to court for defrauding him. <laughs> no, I can I can I can forward the story to you if I have your email address. The woman, the man sued the woman to court for defrauding him. And he was asking for 13,000 pounds for all the suffering she put on him. This is a serious matter. <laughs> you know, this is what I'm telling you. 
I pray, brothers, don't marry an unfortunate sister. Who all the while is makeup, 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 makeup. When makeup finish, then you now see the real person. Are you following now? Look, I was telling you now, I told you now, everything is artificial now. Artificial lips, artificial hair, artificial fingernails, artificial buttocks, artificial breasts, artificial this, artificial that. When will women live their natural life? The way God made them. You say that we want to appear, we want to look corporate. We want to look this one. So corporate this one, corporate that one. Does looking corporate mean that you should be an artificial person? Eh? Answer me now. Were you people before these artificialities came out, were people not corporate? Were they not corporate? Our fathers, were they not corporate? Our mothers, were they not corporate? Those, those artificialities that we have become accustomed to today that we can't do without, where were they then? Something invented those things. The spirit of prostitution. That, that is what has overloaded us in the church today. That's why you see, you see, that's why you see any little thing, people are falling into a fornication. Something is behind it. It was not so before. We must, we must understand this. They will expose their, 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 all their nakedness. Are women not naked all over the places today? It's nakedness. All of you that love sagging, let me tell you the story of sagging. Sagging began in America with American prisoners. Yes. The reason why they were sagging as prisoners in America was that they would remove their bed because if they didn't, they would use the bed to go and commit suicide. So they will remove the belt and the, the address will do what? Will now come to their, uh, their carrying block as they are walking because there was no belt to hold the thing. The thing will keep coming down. But you see, because young people will not investigate how things began, they now, you see now see people sagging. They will wear and the thing will reach here. In fact, all their dirty undies is out. Who wants to see your dirty undies? If you are sagging, you are already a prisoner, even though you are not in four walls of prison, but you have imprisoned yourself. The spirit of prisoners has overtaken you. But when we talk to young, talk to young people, stop sagging. They think they say this is the end thing. So they, you see the bomb doing like this, doing like this, doing like this, doing like this. Are you? A, you have become a prisoner. That is how it is. The same thing with all these things. They cause uh, spaghetti, uh, kiloruko, spaghetti. Uh, Periwinku, <laughs> indomie, carrots, pencil this, pencil that. It's the spirit of prostitution that is sponsoring those things. Do you want to go to heaven? Do you want to see God? Listen to what God is telling you now. It's not a matter of this is our generation. This is a dangerous generation. But our generation is where? It's in the Bible. Are we there? Okay. Um, Open, who is reading Proverbs chapter 7, verse 10? Yes, sir. Proverbs chapter 7, verse 10. Yes. Then out came a woman uh -huh. to meet him, dressed like a prostitute. Uh-uh. And with... No, no, hold on, sir. If you read that story, you were talking about the simple, foolish young man who was walking the street. You know the way young people walk today? <laughs> they are walking, they are looking, I do this, I do this. I do this. I do this. 
So that simple young man was walking idly on the streets. And there came a woman eh, to meet him. Who was dressed like what? A like a prostitute. Go ahead, sir. Then out came a woman to meet him. Uh -huh. Dressed like a prostitute. Yes. And with crafty intent. Are you following? Every prostitution have an, an intention. What is the intention? Craftily designed to do what? To deceive men. Have you finished? Have you finished, sir? Okay. She came out dressed like what? Like a prostitute. I'd like you to check. Oh, when you dress, are you a reflection of a prostitute? When you, you see. Anytime you buy, I'm not saying you shouldn't wear anything you want to wear. But knowing that God gave you this duty, this body, as an honor, each time you dress, please stand before your mirror and look at yourself like this. Ah, ah. Cecilia, look at yourself and ask yourself a question. If you are to appear before God in His office, is that how you go and see Him? Hello? Are you there? If you are to appear before God, do you know what I mean now? You need to go for an interview. <laughs> to go and meet God for an interview. Will you be bold to dress like that? Answer me now. Eh? Is that how you go? If you will not do that, why do you dress like that to church? Don't you think that when you are coming, you are coming to meet God? Why... Why, why, why has it become so, so, so attractive to you to carry the dressing of prostitutes, even as God's daughter? Why? We need to ask this question. What has overtaken us? Why is it now that our young people we can't dress decently the way virgins of old used to dress. Why? You have to go and even, and it's not because, it's not because the material you used to make that skate. It's not because the material was not enough. In fact, for young people now, even when you make normal dress, they go back again and do what? And slim it to make it tight. So they are coming as if they are electric poles. They are coming like this. Coming like this. If, if, do you see the prison you put yourselves? All in the name of what? Fashion. I tell you something though. This thing we call fashion has fashioned so many people out of the kingdom of God. And it's fashioning so many people into where? Into hell. So Oholiba and her sister, they exposed their naked bodies. Because of the prostitution. If you read further, there was a lamentation that the prostitution they were involved in, men were fondling their breasts and rubbing their, their buttocks. Can we read that place again? There is something I'd like to us to note as young people. Because you would think that what is going on today is the normal thing. It was not so. It is the spirit of prostitution that has sponsored all of this. And we are spending all our energies 
to buy them and to run after them as though that is the way. Ezekiel chapter 23. Let me open my own Bible now because I know where I mark some things. Okay. Ezekiel 23. Please bear with me if I am, if I am appearing to be too harsh. But it's not me actually. I hope you know. Is it my word? Did I write the Bible? Was I there when God was writing it? If you want to quarrel me, you know where to direct your quarrel to now? <laughs> Praise God. Because it's not my idea. Neither is it the idea of the, of the chaplain. No. It's the word of God. Alright. Now, if you look I'm trying to find I'm trying to find it now. Just bear with me. I will, I will get it. Okay. Uh -huh. Look at verse 21. Can somebody look at verse 21? 21. Yes. Okay, maybe start from verse 19. Verse 19 says... Ezekiel 23, yes. 19. Yes, she became more and more promiscuous. Yes. As she recalled the days of her youth. Yes. When she was a prostitute in Egypt. No, hold on, sir. When she was a prostitute, what was she doing? When she was a youth, what was she doing? Prostitution. She was she doing prostitution where? In Egypt. In Egypt. The same Egypt that Jojo. You remember Jojo? We just talk about Jojo. You remember Jojo? <laughs> the same Egypt that Jojo will not be seduced by the wife of Potiphar. This, this sister and her sister, they, they practice prostitution from, from how long? From how long? From their youth. Are we there? Young people, if you, know the, if you go to schools around our secondary schools, if you go around our schools, even primary school, you will weep for our upcoming young people. What is the future of such people? All of them, prostitution has become, has become a way of life. Am I lying? Is there, is there anybody a teacher here? In any secondary school, primary school? You will see. How prostitution from, from what those people know now, eh? Even you as adults, you know, no. They have given their names, names, funny names. Oh, somebody was telling us the story of a secondary school here. How to join a particular court. You cannot join as a virgin. Eh? They, when they say, you have, and you have to join the court anyway, so you have to be disvirgined. So among them, they arrange for some boys to do what? To disvirgin those who are virgins. In secondary school, here, here, in Enugu. Prostitution from early childhood is becoming the order of the day. When they finish that, like that, in primary and in secondary, by the time they get to university, ah, they have become experts. In Nuyo, one, one of our sisters was telling us, they went out. They went out to prostitute, uh, 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 to, to evangelize prostitutes, and there she met a young lady. Say, ah, uh ah, -uh, young lady, Kilo Shelle. What brought you here? What are you doing here? 
She says she's a student of IMT Enugu. What was she doing there? She needs to do prostitution to get money so that she can come back to school. When they drag their echo like behind them, and inside is full of all manners of modern day dressing, spaghetti, periwinkle, uh, name it. They are drugging and they are coming to the hostel like this. You that kept yourself, it will look as if you are a poor folk. But if they tell you the thing they do, you may not like it. Sisters, I'm encouraging you, don't allow anybody's own thing to, to be an attraction for you. Because what the person may be doing, you may not want to do it. Are you hearing me? You may not want to do it. And you should not do it. Walk in your honor as a daughter of God. Oh, carry the honor of God around you. Uh-uh. When you come around, the men should smell, they should be smelling Jesus. They should be smelling God around you. Is it not possible? That's why the Bible says we carry the aroma of Christ. Whose aroma are you carrying? Is it the aroma of the present day prostitution that you are carrying? Yes, go on, sir. There she lusted after her lovers, uh-huh. whose genitals were like that, those of donkeys. Do you, are you following what God is saying? And whose emission was like that of horses. <laughs> yes, go on, sir. So you longed for the lewdness of your youth, when in Egypt your bosom was careless. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Please, and can you take that point again? So you long for the lewdness of your youth. You long for what, what verse are you now? 21. So you long for the lewdness. What is lewdness? How does that verse put it in another verse 21 in another in, a, a, in NLT? Verse 21, who has new living translation? Yes, how does your verse your version put it, sister? Message. The word lewdness. She longed for the sexual prowess of her youth. Sexual prowess of her youth. You see, I am always very particular about words that the Bible uses. If you want to get great wealth from the word of God, always look at the meaning of the words being used. Lewdness. There are sexual prowess. What is prowess? Eh? Expertise. Abby? Eh? Am I correct? Which means that this Oholiba and her sister, they, become, they became experts in prostitution even from, their, even from their youth. And look at how God said, yes, go ahead. So you long for the lewdness of your youth. Yes. When in Egypt your bosom was caressed uh-huh. and your young breast foddled. Uh, do you follow that? Fondled, yes. No, hold on, hold on, sir. In, the, in Egypt, where Jojo passed his exam and was promoted to prime minister, these two sisters, their breasts were caressed and their virgin bosom were what? Were fondled. You know what fondling is? They were doing. They were. They allowed men to be doing what? To be, to be playing with their breasts as if though as though it was horn. You know horn. You know this this horn that people who sell uh, earring. 
You know that thing now? Pop up, the press is pop up, the press is pop up, the press is pop up. They became, their breasts became object of fondling. Are there no young people like that today? Go around, go around now, you will see, you will see what you see in the night all around. You see boys and girls hanging in dark corners, fondling the breasts of young people. And we think that that is social life. We think that, and see when you pass by and you are coming to choir, <laughs> you are coming to choir here, and you pass by and you see them by the corner doing that. So, something tells you that see you are missing something. You are missing something. You are not missing anything, sister. They make you look as if now you kill Jesus. Come and join us. Come and join us. And then, if you are not careful, you go and join them. Look, you need to adjust your life so. If you don't want God to be lamenting over your youth in days to come, that's why he said, remember now, now your creator. Before your breast becomes the object where men will be found. Do you know? Oh my God. I was talking with one young man recently whom I have been helping to walk the way, to walk on the way. And I, I kept talking with him. I said, um, so I found out when is your wedding? He told me, that he had done the traditional marriage and the wedding is going to be September 4th, I think. And he had actually he gave me the card. Then I said, ah, is that so? So tell me how far. He said, they, they, did the, they have done the traditional wedding. I said, praise God. And honestly, I've been looking forward to attending his wedding because I've been helping him to come along to walk the way of the Lord. Are you getting it now? So I asked him, I hope you have not started sleeping together. He said, ah, since they did the traditional wedding, they are already living together. Say, eh? So what is the wedding all about then? <laughs> when he told me, oh, my Z just died down inside me, Pia. Say, well, what happened? He said, yes, that in their own place, if you do the traditional wedding, from that day, she becomes your wife. Yes, which is traditionally correct. I say, if that is the case, go on living with her. And don't bother to do church wedding again. He said, ah, if you don't do church wedding, you will not take the Holy Communion. I say, eh? <laughs> so I say, is your pastor aware of this? He said, his pastor even said that it is correct for them to live like that. I say, Tor, now, I, I don't know your pastor, but I will not fear your face. What you have done, you have already broken the whole thing. What is the, why do we do church wedding? Why do we wear white garments? Young people, why do we wear white garments? It's for purity. Eh? It's that the man and the woman, they have not known themselves. So the man is looking forward to the day he will do what? He will unveil. Is that not why we do church wedding? So if you are living together since April. <laughs> what are you going to do with church wedding again? He said, he said in their village, that's how it is done, no? Everywhere in the village, they do that. I said, ah, are you pagans? <laughs> he said, no. Every church, that's how they do it in their village. I said, why is it like that? Then he said something. That you see, these days, years of nowadays, you can't trust them, oh. Some of them have committed abortion. They have, they have, they have aborted all the babies in their womb. 
So, <laughs> so <laughs> before, before you do wedding, with her and wait until she misses her period, then you can arrange the wedding. It means that <laughs> she's, uh, she's still, uh, there's still a fertile body. Are you getting, are you getting this now? Another of my colleagues in Africa told me, say one of the problems they are battling with is that even pastors, they will be praying for young people who are already living together, that they will become pregnant before they do church wedding. I said, what manner of Christianity? What manner? You see, that's why I told you, Christianity is a dangerous thing. Following Christianity as a religion is a dangerous thing. Pastors will be praying. Brother and sister living together. I, do you imagine me as a pastor now? Then now come and be praying. Oh God, help this young people. Let them become pregnant before I wed them. Which God will answer me? Which God? Then what the statement the brother made struck something in me. That these days, years of these days, you can't trust them. Oh. And sister, let me tell you. Even the men who are dancing around you, who want to mess you up, do you know that when they really want to marry, they will go and look for, they go and look for a virgin. Are you, are you aware of that? No man, even if, he's, even if he's a prostitute, when he wants to settle down with a woman, he's not interested in marrying a Belgian. No? You know Belgian? You know Belgian? Every man wants to marry Pijo, Pan. <laughs> are you getting what I'm saying now? So when they dance around you in the campus like this and they are making you look as if, if not be you, they're not going to sleep, they're not going to wake up tomorrow morning. Let them not wake up. When they get serious, they want to marry. It's not, it's not, no man want to marry dead orange. You know orange? Do you know orange? When you, when you, when you squeeze orange and you have sucked all the juice and you throw it away, pass. What is it good for? For Eswama to package away. No man want to marry any gear that has become like that dead orange. Are you hearing me now? So, these people, these two sisters, their prostitution in Egypt became something else. I'm telling you, what we have today, in the name of fashion, the spirit behind it is the spirit of prostitution. Have you had? Have you had? Is it making sense to you? Alright. So, if you don't want to be carried away by the spirit of prostitution, you better cross-check your wardrobe. Are you getting it now? Cross-check your wardrobe. All those skates and and low-waist trousers and, that are hanging there, is it for the honor of the Lord? You see, he said, you expose your nakedness. You know, it has become a fashionable thing now for young people to dress and expose their breasts everywhere. Am I correct? Am I correct? To expose their laps everywhere. What is, what is the meaning of that? Will you go and meet God like that? Can you go and meet God like that? You see, we are looking at this so that you will amend your life. The way, that's not how Christianity, 
is supposed to be. That was not how virgins of old were dressed. When you dress like that, who are you impressing? Is it, is it, is it your pastor? Is it, is it for the honor of the Lord? Ask me. You know, I was talking to some people one I said, what is the reason why you dress like that? And they told me they, they, are, seeking for, they are seeking for attention. Aha, uh-huh, now I got, the, I got the story. So, it is seeking for attention. Is it true? Answer me now. Is it true? When you dress like this, dress out, laughs out, bonbon out, artificial this, artificial that, so my attention you they seek back. Whose attention? Answer me. Whose attention? Eh? Whose attention? No, 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 no. It's not devil's attention. Devil has already caught you. <laughs> no, it's not devil's attention. Who are you? Whose attention are you seeking? Eh? Men. Men. That's the truth of it. So you dress like this and you come to choir. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And everything is exposed. And God is saying, hmm, this kind of this kind of worship is irritating. Did you not hear God say, let your nakedness not be discovered at the altar? Have you read that? That, that God was giving instruction to the, to the Levites like that? Your nakedness was not be discovered at the altar. Why has your nakedness been exposed at the place of worship? Why? Spirit of prostitution. That spirit, God will cast it out in the name of Jesus. Because you are wonderful people. God's eyes are on you. For great exploit. But he may not use you because you have put limitation on your own self. Not him. Many young people want God to use them all. <laughs> but there is a limitation they have put on themselves. By the properties of prostitution. That Satan and every day. Satan is churning those things. Churning those things and bringing them out to the market. You see, I, I, I always tell my children. I say, look. When you see something, they say this is a fanciful raining thing. Don't rush into it. Ask yourself, where is this thing coming from? Whose spirit is behind it? Is it the spirit of Jesus or the spirit of the devil? If you ask yourself some questions, it will serve as what? Speed breakers for you. But if you say, ah, fashion, fashion, today is out, tomorrow is another thing, and you are running around, do you also know that before you even finish wearing what you bought, another one is coming out? Eh? You, what you bought just last week, you have not even worn, worn it two, three times. And then something else is coming and say, ah, and those girls in the hostel, they know how to go and get them. They will follow sugar daddy, sugar, sugar papas, and all of that, politicians, up and down. And they go, those say, this one is from Dubai. Ah, this one is from Dubai. Ah, have you seen this one? Dubai, 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 Dubai. <laughs> and then everybody run after May God help us. Don't expose your nakedness, my sisters. Brothers, don't expose your bum bum in the name of fashion. Except you said, you want to tell her that you have already imprisoned yourself like prisoners in America. But I know you are not a prisoner yet by God's grace. Praise God. Now, so the Bible used the word expose her naked body and so on and so forth. The question to ask, I'd like you to pay attention to this question. Number one, 
Do you know how many men have fell because of your open-breasted and exposed lats? Have you ever asked yourself how many men you are failing for the devil? Eh? Number two. Has it ever occurred to you that you are winning souls for the devil by exposing your naked body? Has it ever occurred to you that you are winning souls for, for the devil by exposing your naked body? Has it ever occurred to you? Number three. God gave you a body with which to honor him. But you allowed the devil to hijack it and using it as a tool to win men for hell. And all in the name of fashion. You see, it's fashion, no? Fashion, 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 everything fashion. Do you know that even school uniform, secondary school uniform, do you see what they wear? Do, I, sometimes I say I wish I were a teacher. If I'm a teacher teaching secondary school and you wear that thing, you have already failed your exam. <laughs> Before you even start the course, you have already failed. When there's a secondary school wearing skates like this, and then this one like this, and she's coming to class, by all means, which mass will enter her head? Are you there now? You see, this, when we see failures, 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 sometimes we blame, we blame the teacher. It's not teacher problem uh, all of the time. Why they are there, seated as, as students like that, they are already exposing themselves, and boys are already getting lost. So, you may be teaching maso, <laughs> but they are lost in their own words, doing something else. And this is what we have. And it's a, it seems as if that is the normal thing now. You have to make your skate pilele. But, the question is this. Has it ever occurred to you that you are winning souls for the devil by your exposed naked body? Now, let me tell you this. When they say, and this one, beautiful, that one, beautiful, they, those people will study it. They use their beauty and their virginity to honor God. But our youth of today, they are using their own beauty to win souls for the devil. How many men, how many great men of God are falling? If the record is open, you will, you will, in fact, you will shudder, you will tremble. How great men have fallen. Because of what? Exposition, nakedness of, of the body. Now, look at what Jesus said. Hmm. Can somebody look at Matthew chapter 5, 27 to 28? Sorry if I am taking you too long, but I hope God is helping us, right? He's helping us, right? Praise God. What are we dealing with? What are we dealing with? Serving God. Eh? With your singlehood or in your singlehood. And we, remember, we, we have been investigating what it means in Bible terms to be a single, unmarried young man, young woman. That is what Dragos brought us this way. I hope you are following. Okay, look at Matthew verse. 5, chapter 5, verse 27 to 28. You have heard that it was said. Yes. Do not commit adultery. Uh -huh. But I tell you that anyone who looks at a woman yes. lustfully uh -huh. has already committed adultery with her 
in his heart. Eh, who said that? Jesus. Take note. <laughs> Jesus said, You heard oh, that thou shalt not commit adultery. But I am telling you, as the way that anyone, and I'm, I will deal with anyone before I move to the next one. What is the meaning of anyone? Eh? What is the meaning of anyone? Anyone. Anyone who looks lustfully at a woman, what has happened? He has already committed what? Immorality with her. Where? Where? But has he gone to bed with her? Ah. Something to be learned from there. Are you following? Let me deal. Let me deal with the, side, the other side first before I come the female side before I come to the male side. You know when Jesus said, "Anyone who look at a woman lustfully," and we saw Oholiba and her sister in Egypt, eh, by flaunting their words, what were they trying to generate? Eh? If you read that, he said they were, they were flaunting their body for their what? For their male customers. Whose genitals were like the genital of donkeys. Have you seen donkey genitals before? Eh? Do you know donkey? Oh, many of you don't know donkey. I wish you know donkey. <laughs> I wish you know donkey. Then you will understand what God is saying. I wish you know donkey. But since you don't know donkey, let me leave donkey alone. Are you getting it now? But they were exposing their bodies to enkindle lust in their customers. They know what prostitutes do. All this painting, all this painting, 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 they do. Who began it? Who began it? Jezebel. Thank you, brother. God bless you. It was Jezebel. Do you see how many disciples Jezebel has multiplied over the land today now? Eh? Are you understanding? It was Jezebel. He generated those things. And she had made so many disciples. So Jesus said, any man who look at a woman lustfully, the question is, oh woman, why must you dress yourself to make men to lust at you? What are you seeking? You see, when I ask, what, what, do, what is the reason why they are dressing? They are seeking attention, Abby. Abby? <laughs> what you call attention is that you just like to, you know what they call dress to kill? Dress to kill. You know it, ba? <laughs> Why do they do like that? Eh? They, <laughs> they want to kill men, isn't it? No, I'm coming to men, no? We'll look at it. Dress to kill. Is that they want to kill men. If I tell you, the many men that would have become great men in the hand of God, that naked dressing has killed, you will marvel. Something is there as a portrait for us. Are we there? Even today, many great men of God have been killed. Brothers, in fellowship like this, you will call in the evangelist this, prophet that. But, na so so lost, full body. So Jesus said, any man who look at a woman lustfully, has already committed 
sexual immorality with her. Where? In his heart. Where no man is seen, but God is seen. Let me leave this. I'll come to brothers. The question I am asking you, sisters, why would you dress in such a way to enkindle loss in the life of your brothers, in the life of men? Is that honoring God? Is that why God gave you body? Is that why he gave you your breast? Is that why he made you fair? Is that why he put beauty on you? Is that what you are, are you winning soul for God? With that kind of a thing? Who are you winning soul for? If a brother who is supposed to become a great man in the hand of God fell because of the way you dress, have you not killed him? That is where the dressing to kill came from now. See, when we rush after things, we don't know the origin. That is what it produces. So, why do you dress in such a way that causes men to look lustfully at you? Why? Why do you dress like that? That's why I ask you. If you stand before Miro and you are going to be standing before God, do you think, do you still want to wear the thing you are wearing now? And yet, this is what young people are crazy about. Go everywhere. Nurgen, 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 they are going everywhere. That's what they are aiming at. Then you who want to honor God with your body, you will, you will sweat. And then you carry your money to go and buy that canteen that will kill men. What are you going to benefit for God by that kind of dressing? Don't you know that on the last day, somebody may be lamenting in hell. It was because she dressed like that. And I lustfully lost after her. And that is why I'm here. Then heaven will say, we gave you beauty and honor. What did you do with it? What did you do with it? Are we, are we together now? Alright, so, why do you dress in such a way like that? Why will your breast and love be exposed to become objects of loss for men? You remember Holiba and her sister in Egypt? You remember what God was saying? That was, that was lamenting that they were exposing their nakedness. And by so doing, we're gaining the attention of their customers. The question is, why will you dress in such a way? Secondly, when, do you, when you do so, are you winning souls for God or for the devil? Are you winning souls for God or for the devil? That was not the way. That was not why God bestowed beauty on you. Repent of such today. You see, we began by looking at how beautiful God has made all of us. Young and beautiful. He gave all of us beauty and handsomeness for the honor of his kingdom, not to advance the kingdom of the devil. All right. And you, oh young man, <laughs> why have you allowed your eyes to stray to those breasts and those laps? Why? Did you not hear what Jesus said? He said, anyone. What is the meaning of anyone? Any brother regardless of his title, regardless of his position. Who looks at a woman lustfully? He may still cling to that title, but he has gone what? He has gone down the drain. So, brothers, do you not know that they are hunting for your soul? When you see an open-breasted woman, even if she claims to be a sister, quickly cut off your eyes and heart because your soul is the target. Are you there? Are you there, young man? When you see that, just know 
that your soul is the target. And you will see very soon with me why it is so. So Jesus said that if your eye causes you to sin, what should you do with it? Don't have mercy on it. Quickly pluck it out. It's not that you remove this your eyes. So not the physical eyes. That is to say, if anybody is coming like this, like this, like this, like this, and your, or your eyes go quickly, quickly log off. Log off. Just log off. Both your eye and your heart. Log off. Because when you see it like that, it is your soul that is the target. <laughs> I was going to worry, just some, I think, this in July. In July, yes. I enter, I go for it. You know where I go for it now? And then I booked bus to go to worry. I was passenger number 14. And then passenger number 13 was a lady. Passenger number 15 was a man. I suppose he was a brother. And with it, I didn't know. I didn't know. So, <laughs> when they began to call number one, number two, number three, then number 13, they called her and she came and sat down. This woman, young lady, fair, was virtually on pants. And I was to be number 14 by her side. Do you understand that now? <laughs> so number 15 was a, I, I think she might be a deeper life brother. Yes, something like that. So we all sat down. <laughs> Johnny began. <sighs> this woman was on, I'm not, I'm, when I say on pants, I mean on pants. You know pants? She was on pants. So she sat by my side like this. And we were to travel to worry. <laughs> Quickly, I am telling you this principle. I knew that it was me that the devil set a classroom for to pass his exam. Oh yes. Oh yes. So we were traveling. And for me, by the grace of God, God has helped me. Suddenly, as I sat there, you know, I carried a book. I carried a book I was reading that I needed to finish. Usually, when I'm interested in the book, I read the book like that. When I'm traveling, when I'm not driving, I want to occupy myself reading. So I, I was reading my book. Reading my book. And honestly, to me, it didn't occur to me that she was there. But I knew that the devil set a trial for me. Do you know why? She was just seated there. And what even baffled me, as we began the journey, she had her Bible, she opened and she was reading some something, some something, some something. You, 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 see, you see what religion we are talking about now? She was reading some, and when she finished, she did like this, like this, like this, like this, like this. But she was almost naked, going to worry. Me, I, as I walked there, I said, he that is dead is freed from sin. It doesn't matter. It's a lie. Later, I even not wear anything. I'm a dead man. I cannot lust after her. But I knew that the devil was looking for something. What was he looking for? Let's go back to what Jesus said now. Matthew chapter, Matthew chapter 5 verse 8. Are we there? Yes. Matthew 5 8. Yes. Blessed are the pure in heart. Uh -huh. For they will see God. Huh? Sister, do you want to see God? Eh? Brother. Do you want to see God? 
What does God say you should do? Blessed are who? Your where? Where? Does any man look at your heart? Is any man seeing your heart? Uh-huh. Even the Bible says that man look at outward appearance, isn't it? But God looks at where? God looks at the heart. Now where, where, where I say that the devil was looking for my head, he was just waiting for an opportune time for an impure thought to creep into my heart. Then do you know what he will do? I tell you what he can do. He appeared before God. He said, Shebi, this is your servant. And you say you are sending him to worry to preach. I can tell you, I have found something in him. He's not your servant any longer. He has impurity has entered his heart by that woman that came to sit by her side. That was why Satan, or whichever way, she was posted to come and sit by my side. Just for Satan to find an occasion to accuse me before God. So that even when I go to preach, even the boldness in the spirit will be lost. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. I tell you something, young people. There are many great people with all kinds of titles all over the land, but they are not pure in the heart. Are you hearing me? You know, you know, many times in fellowship, young people's fellowship, there is always agitation for leadership. I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to be this. I want to be that. So people are quietly agitating. And even many who are occupying those places, when heaven looks down and they look, check the hearts, there is what? There is impurity. I tell you as soon as anyone creeps into your heart, that thing is already dragging you away from seeing God. Do you want to see God? Do you want to see God? There is a secret. What is that secret? Purity of heart. Purity of imagination. Purity of thoughts. Purity of, you see, discipline, purity of hands. Purity of mouth. Purity of this. Purity of that. Young people, and yet, this is what the devil is, 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 is contending. He wants to make sure he introduces impurity into your life so that you will not see God. But God is giving you wisdom. You want to see me, my son? You want to see me, my daughter? Be pure. Remain pure. So you hear the psalmist say, Your words have I hidden where? In my heart, so that what will happen? That I will not sin against you. Guard your heart with all diligence, young people. For out of it are what? Are all the issues of life. Guard your heart. You want to be great woman of God. You want to be great servant of God. God is giving you wisdom. Guard your heart with all diligence. When you see all these open-breasted women all over the places, it is your soul that is the target. Are you, that's why they call it dress to kill. They want to kill you. Must you allow yourself to be killed? Samson, Samson allowed himself to be killed. And he was actually killed. Josie Joe. <laughs> I love brother Josie Joe. Josie Joe will not allow himself to be killed. He said, how can I do this kind of wickedness? 
against my God. You see, don't we like that Joseph became prime minister in Egypt? Did he, did he, did he just miss his way into that place? No. Because he honored God. Even God honored him. Because he honored God. God honored him. Young people, we can go on talking to tomorrow. But the secret is, blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The question is this. I mean, the, the issue that we need to take note of is this. We have so many impure brothers, so many impure men of God at heart today, who are still occupying pulpits. But you see, the dangerous thing is that God says, except they repent, they will not see, they will not see God. Are you getting it now? See, as brothers, as young men, I am young like you. I have faced severe temptation. As a missionary on the feet among Arabs, one hot afternoon, eh? <laughs> I was at home washing my, my dress. Suddenly one woman appeared from nowhere. And she came, said, um, I like you and I want you to marry me. <laughs> I said, ah, Emike, me marry you? Yes. I'd like you to marry me. Ah, because I did not expect to meet that canteen on the mission feed. Souls are perishing. And I was going to save souls that are perishing. But now souls that are perishing, have, they want to make me to perish with them. Are you understanding? <laughs> souls are perishing. So as I was battling in my mind what answer to give her, she came and put her head on my hand, my hand on my her head, her hand on my head. I said, "I want you to marry me." I hit her hand. Pwah! I said, "How dare you put your filthy hand on my anointed head? Who who gave you that right?" I said, "Come away from here now. Come away from here." I drove her away. Then I was a single young man like you. When I married, I told my wife the story. Do you know what happened? Oh, Satan is a bad Satan. <laughs> As if there is a good one anyway. That same woman, when I married, she came and greeted my wife. Do you understand what I said? She came and greeted my wife. I don't know what was going on in her mind. But she must have thought, let me see the wife that this, this man married that made him to slap my hand from his head that day. What manner? Was she more beautiful than myself? She came and... I told my wife, what if I had, if I had done what she, she asked me to do? Do you think she would do what she did when I married? Eh? She may have done it in a different way. She may have said, ah, see you. Before you arrived, I have already finished him. Mm. You came and married uh, Belgian. <laughs> Are you getting it now? If I, had, if I had fallen into that trap, I wouldn't be standing before you here today. Several years ago. I thought the matter was finished. Then in the night again, another one came. Uh -uh. 
as if they just lined them up to test me. In the night, that one was night now. After the afternoon one didn't succeed. Maybe they say, okay, maybe let's try night. In the night, I was lying down. It can be very hot, very hot. You can't sleep inside, though. So I was lying down on my mat outside. And battling to sleep because of heat. Then I suddenly, you know what uh, outside people call, uh, what they call it now? What they call this, this grass? Zana, thank you. To cover, just to reduce the, the heat. I just put that, we fixed that in front of our door like this, just to reduce the heat. Suddenly, I was, I was battling between sleep and being awake. Then I, I, I sensed a figure, st- stepped to where I was lying down. Ah. So when I opened my eyes, I saw one woman, heavily perfumed. And she came. She said, uh, <laughs> I came so that we can do Hira. You know what they call Hira? <laughs> you know what they call Hira? So that she, me and her can be chatting. <sighs> I said, what? Me and you chatting? Even if we are to chat at all, is it at this hour of the night we will be chatting? What joined me and you to be chatting at this hour of the night? And you came dressed like this, heavily perfumed, for me and you to be chatting. Do you know the most neck-breaking aspect of it? I knew her husband. He was one of our friends. <laughs> and she came, and she knew that I know her, and knew her husband. She came so that we can be chatting. So I said, ah, ah, me and you chatting. Please, leave here now before I shout. Leave here now before I shout. <laughs> she quickly ran away. If I have fallen, you won't be seeing me here today. What am I trying to bring to your notice? All the things that the devil is shining around you, they are meant to shut down the greatness of God in your life. If you ever enter into that trap, to come out, to become something great for God again, will be difficult. If you doubt it, go and ask Brother Samson. That was how he went. He never recovered. Are we hearing me? That was what Joseph understood. And he said, how can I do this wickedness and sin against God? Did Joseph not shoot out to become prime minister? What did, what did Potiphar's wife become after that? Did you hear anything about her again? No. <laughs> Young people, we need, to, we, need to, we need to learn lessons from the people that have gone ahead of us. Praise God. Are we together? Praise the Lord. I know you may be tired. Are we tired now? Eh? I'm hearing two levels of choruses. Some say yes, some say no. I think I should be more tired than you are, right? Uh-huh. But you see, I'm getting more energy to go on by the grace of God. <laughs> Praise God, because there is something in my stomach and I want to release it before I finish, before I close the curtain. I don't want it to go with me. God will say, I gave that thing to you. You didn't give those young people. You, I will hold you responsible. Praise God. All right.
And they have given me notice now, quick notice. <laughs> Praise God. We need to begin to say, I want to be the Mrs. Abishag of our generation. Before we quickly round up, within the few minutes I have, I'd like us to go back to First King chapter, chapter 1. Do quickly look at Mrs. Abishag. We will soon finish, right? Just bear with me. First King chapter 1. Is anybody there? Verse what, sir? Have you seen it? Yes, sir. Verse. From verse 1. When King David was old and uh -huh. well, well advanced in, in years, yes. he could not keep Please warm. hold on, sir. Hold on, sir. Please, I beg you, no matter how tired you are, I want us to please round up together well. Is that okay? Yes. Is that okay? So let us all look at First King chapter 1. Looking a little closer to the life of Mrs. Abishai. Eh? First King chapter 1, verse 1 to 4. Go and hurt brother. When King David was old, yes, and well advanced in years, yes, he could not keep warm, uh -huh. even when they put covers over yes. him. Yes. So his servant said to him, mm -hmm. "Let us look for a young virgin to attend the king and take care of him. She can lie beside him so that our Lord, the king, may keep warm." Now, please hold on. What was her CV that brought her into limelight? Eh? She was young, beautiful, and a virgin. They searched the whole Israel. And they found her. So, her beauty, her youthfulness, her virginity, was the thing that qualified her for that plum job. I hope you know it was a plum job. What do we call plum job? Eh? Lucrative, attractive, with fat salary, with good incentive attached to it. <laughs> you don't understand what it means. I hope you know that many young people lose their virginity at the point of looking for a job. Eh? Some succeeded in keeping their virginity while on campus. Some succeeded even through youth service. But when it came to the time of looking for a job, that's when many cast away their virginity. Just because they need to grow out, they need to get a job. If you don't sleep with us, no way, no interview. So they shut the door, you turn here, 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 they shut the door. They, even the devil will come and say, hey, you see, you see, you see. Now virginity you go chop. If you do and who knows? No be money. Money answered all things. And he quote that kind of thing to you like that. Money does not answer all things. So. Money can buy a bed, but money will money buy sleep for you. <laughs> no. So money doesn't answer all things. Yes, go ahead. Then they searched throughout no, Israel. No, no, no. Yes, go ahead. Yes. Then they searched throughout Israel for yes. a beautiful girl. Uh, uh -huh. 
and found Abishag. Abishag. Yes. A Shunammite. A Shunammite. And brought her to the king. And brought her to the king. Now, what was to be her job description? Eh? To keep warm. What was to be her job description? Read verse 2. So, his servant said to him, Let yes. us look for a young virgin to eh. attend to the king. Yes. And take care of him. Uh-huh. She can lie beside him. Yes. So that our Lord the king may keep warm. <laughs> Do you understand that? Do you understand that? Abishag's job description was to be lying in the bosom of the king. Do you get that now? She was to be lying in the bosom of the king to keep him warm. But look at the conclusion. Verse 4. The, king, the girl was very beautiful. Yes. She took care of the king. She did her job excellently well. She did not miss out. Go and, ahead. And waited on him. And waited he, she took care of him. But the king had no intimate relations with her. Do you, do you see the conclusion of the matter? The king had... That's NIV, right? Yes, sir. KJV. Or, yes. The king had no word of her. Yes. 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 The king had no sexual relationship with her. The king had no knowledge, no canon knowledge of her. Do you see Abisak, Mrs. Abisak? She was sleeping in the bosom of the king. Do you know what that means? When they put the king on bed, they will, Mrs. Abisak will crept into his bosom to keep him warm through the night. No be one day, no be two days old. But did you see the conclusion of the matter? The king did not abuse her. You know, you may be laughing now. You don't know what that means. To be sleeping in the bosom of a man. And the man, you did not allow the man to have carnal knowledge of you. Why, let me ask you, why won't Mrs. Abisag become great in the hand of God? Why? What are you quarreling about? To do what? What we are looking at is whether it was right or wrong. We are looking at it that this was how it went. If we want to judge whether it was right or wrong, we will not get the lesson we need to learn. Whether it was right or whether it was wrong, what we are, what Abishag is telling us is this. I went very far away, but I kept my virginity. That is the message for all of us young people. So that you may not say, yes, the boy squeezed me too much. And I gave up. You have not gone that, you have not gone as far as Abishag went. Taking care of the king, but she was not abused. I hope you know that many protocol girls all around, all around people today, they are the one that is causing many people to follow 
Protocol. Protocol gears. Protocol gears. Don't you know them? Uh-uh. They call them what? Ushers. Uh-huh. Give them any name. Protocol. They are going there. Chuke, 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 chuke like this. And many great men, people are falling. Even great men that should have become great in the hand of God, they are falling. You see, each time I look at Abishag, uh, there's no time for us to x-ray Abishag life later. Maybe I will send it to Brother Chinedu. He can print it out for all of you. You see, the passion of my own life, and I know that is the passion of God, is to produce young people that are not tainted with anything. That will go in their purity, in their beauty, to their husband's house. And not the kind that when your husband marries you, he will sue you to court like that, like that uh, man did, claiming for 13,000 pounds as damages for defrauding him. Are we together? Mrs. Abisa, he, she did that work. Can you quickly compare Mrs. Abisha to Lot's daughters? Let's, Lot's daughters. Then we close. Lot's daughters. Look at Genesis chapter 13. Genesis 19, verse 30 and 38. We'll be closing. Yes. Now, put your finger on Mrs. Abisag. That she was sleeping with the king day and night. Taking care of him. Buffing him. I hope you know. Her job included buffing the king. At that point. She was nursing him. But she did not allow herself to be abused. Look at Lot's daughters. Thirty what now? Yes. Nineteen. Genesis chapter nineteen, right? Lot left Zoa. Genesis chapter nineteen verse thirty to thirty eight. Lot left Zoa and went into the mountains to live with his two daughters. Yes. He was afraid to stay. Now hold on, hold on, hold on. He lived with what? He lived in a where? He lived in a cave with his two daughters. Are you there? Lot <laughs> lived in a cave with his two daughters. Abishag was sleeping in the bosom of the king. Is it the same thing? Is that the same thing? Sleeping in the same room with your father. And sleeping in the bosom of the king. Is it the same thing? Okay, go ahead. Look at what became of Lot's daughters. One day. One day. The older daughter said to the younger, uh-huh. Our father is getting old. Uh, yes. And there is not a man left in the country by whom we can get pregnant. Who told them that? That there was no man? Who told them? Answer me. Who told them? Who told them that there were no man? <laughs> You see, is there, we are the only one who... Let's be wise. Papa is getting old. And we ourselves, age is not smiling at us. If we don't do something quick, we will end up becoming berigi. So, they cooked a quick plot 
against their own father. Go ahead, man. Let's get our father drunk with wine and lie uh-huh. with him. Do you, do you hear that? Where did they buy wine from if there was no wine to cook wine? Where do they... <laughs> you see, there are some things, questions you need to ask yourself. Where did they get... What pushed them to that point? It was desperation. Fear of husband. Fear of husband. Fear of husband has made many people to discard their virginity. I have been kept for years. Forty years I have been a, a virgin. And now I'm getting old and no man is coming. So let me do something quickly. Before I go old, grow old, and I pass the age of childbearing, desperation pushed them. They went and bought wine. They, they drunk their own father. Say this one. <laughs> Even God might understand. God knows they understand though. Don't say because you have served God for too long, you have kept yourself. Then... Just at the day, at the day when the day is about breaking on you, then you went, desperation pushed you to go off course. Go ahead, ma. We'll get children through our father. Uh-huh. It's our only chance to keep our family alive. <laughs> Do you hear that? It is our only chance. If we miss this chance, our own generation is finished. Go ahead. They got their father drunk with wine that very night. Yes. The older daughter went and lay with him. He was oblivious, uh-huh. knowing nothing of what she, she did. Uh-huh. The next morning, the older said to the younger, uh-huh. Last night I slept with my father. Yes. Tonight is your turn. Uh-huh. Turn by turn, God know the verse. Yes. We'll get him drunk again, uh-huh. and then you sleep with him. Yes. We'll, get, we'll both get a child through our father and keep our family alive. Yes. So that night they went, so that night they got their father drunk again. Uh-huh. And the younger went in and slept with him. Uh-huh. Again, he was oblivious, knowing nothing of what she did. Let me ask you. How will a man be drunk to a point that he slept with his own daughter he didn't know? Are you, are you, are you asking the questions I am asking? How will it get to that point? It means that those gears they were very, they were expert craft, craft women. Their father drunk. He slept with them day number one. Day, night number two. He didn't know anything. <laughs> you can sit down now. I just wanted us to look at Lot's daughters. But you see, the conclusion of the matter was this. After she slept with them, as they slept with him, they produced two sons. What were the names of that son, those sons? Moab and what? Do you know what those children became? Eh? They became Israel's worst enemies all through their life. The Moabites. Are you getting it now? What they produced because of desperation was enemies. For the people of God. Are, you, are, we, are we there now? Now, I just quickly compare them with Mrs. Abishag. Oh, Mrs. Abishag, God bless her so in her eternity. She speaks volumes to young people of our generation. You see, as we, as we round up, we began to look at the, theme, the issue for today 
was serving the law with your singlehood. And all the people we looked at, there are still many more we cannot look at. Ranging from Mrs. Rebecca to Mrs. Esther to Mrs. Jaffet and so on and so forth. They were young people. To brother Josie Joe. In fact, we couldn't look at Daniel and his friends. They were all wonderful young people. They kept their virginity. They kept their singlehood. They honored the Lord. They served the Lord. They have left the stage for you and I. What are you going, what is going to be written about you? Remember now your creator before the evil days come. In remembering the law, in honoring the law, we discover that as young people, unmarried men, they have a concern. What is the concern? The law's affairs. Unmarried single women, they have a concern. What is their concern? The law's affair. Their aim is how they will honor the Lord both in their bodies and in their spirits. This is the way we should go. It is left for individual young man and young woman to make this choice. The life of Mrs. Abishak speaks volumes. And God is still searching for single virgins, single young virgins, male virgins, female virgins. We must begin to produce them for the Lord because He's carefully searching. Praise God. I don't know how your life may have been. You may have scattered your own virginity. All hope is not lost for you. You can be recovered. And say, from today forward, I will not be like a holy bar and her daughter and her, her sister in Egypt who exposed their nakedness just to seduce men. And young men, we need to know that all of these seductive things going on around us, they are aiming at your solo. They are aiming at pulling you down so that you will not rise again. And so Jesus said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Do you want to see God? Do you want to see God? Let me tell you something about seeing God. You can see God on a daily basis. Are you there? You will see God acting on your behalf. You will see God undertaking for you. You will see God defending your cause. If you are pure in, in, in your heart, then ultimately you will see Him. Are we there? Let's begin to pray. We have come a tedious journey looking at the Bible. Serving God as a single young people. I'd like you to pray for yourself. I'd like you to pray for you. I don't know how your life has been.
single young man. Has it occurred to you that all of these things going on around you is your soul seeking for your soul? When the scripture said the devil walked about roaming around like a roaring lion looking for whom to devour. Ah. You may not see a physical lion but there are some things going around seeking to devour you. To devour the grace of God. To devour the anointing of God. To devour the calling of God. To devour the finger of God. To devour the deposits of heaven in your life. To make you great man of God. Will you allow the devil to devour you? Young woman, has the spirit of prostitution overtaken you in any way? You may not be sleeping with men up and down, but are there ways that this spirit that, that overtook Oholiba and her sister in Egypt, the spirit of naked exposition of their body, has it overtaken you in any way? Has it, has it taken grip of your life such that your dressing is all suggestive? How can you go far with God like that? What are you telling God? The concern of young people is that they are devoted to God, both in body and in spirit. Will you begin to ask the Lord? I devote my body to you. I devote my spirit to you. This will be my concern. God is looking for men. Will he find you? God is searching to get single young virgins. Will he find you? God is looking for young men. The Josephs of our generation. Are you going to be a Joseph? Or you'll be a Samson? Remember thy creator now in thy youth. These are the implications. Thank you. Pray for yourself and ask the Lord to help you. Everybody is doing it. That's what they are telling you everywhere. It's not everybody. You. Are you going to be a Mrs. Abishak? Will you be Mrs. Esther? Will you be Mrs. Japheth? Will you be Mrs. Rebecca? Of our generation. Will you preserve your virginity? For the man... That God has fashioned you for. Or you go about in scattered life. 
Ah, thank you, Lord. Maybe you have, you have scattered your own virginity. Will you ask the Lord to begin to forgive you and, and, and put back your life again? All hope is not lost. Ask the Lord, hey God, help me. From henceforth, it will no longer be like that. Will you allow the Lord to alter your wardrobe? Will you say, Lord, all this my dressing, is it for the honor of your name? All these things that I do, is it so I can honor you or just to look for attention? In the name of Jesus. Can we lift our hands together and sing this song? I put my hand in the hand of the Lord. I put my hand in the hand of the Lord. I put my hand in the hand of Jesus. I shall not fail, for Jesus never fails. I put my hand in the hands of the Lord. I put my hand in the hands of the Lord. I put my hand in the hands of Jesus. I shall not fail, for Jesus never fails. Last time now, I put my hands in the hands of the Lord. I put my hands in the hands of the Lord. I put my hands in the hands of Jesus. I shall not fail, for Jesus never fails. Lord Jesus, here we are putting our hands in your hands. We recognize the adulterous and immoral generation wherein we are living. Yet, Lord, you lived and you walked in righteousness and in holiness all the days of your life. We as your young people, we are putting our hands in your hand, O oh God. That you helping us, upholding our hands, we shall not fail, because you never fail. Take hold of our life, O oh God. The end, in the name of Jesus. That being singles, we will be devoted to you, to your affairs both in body and in spirit, in the name of Jesus. Please help us, Lord, that even if others are misbehaving, that is not an excuse for us to misbehave. For in the days of Abishag and the rest, even people were still misbehaving, but they kept themselves. 
we shall keep ourselves Lord for you, for the honor of your name, that we will not be involved in the wickedness, wicked immoral acts that is going on all around us. We shall be exceptions in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. We thank you because you are able to keep that which is committed into your hand against that day. You will keep us, Lord, against that day. You will keep us from falling. You will keep us in the path of holiness. You will keep us in the path of righteousness. You will keep us in the path of purity. For your name's sake, in the name of Jesus. Thank you for hearing us. But we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.